And we are live. So we have had 40 minutes of technical difficulties, <laughs> um, but we've made it. So good morning, uh, BSB. Great to be here. This morning, I've got a guest in the studio. And when I say studio, I mean my office with stuff all over it. Um, the man we're speaking with today is a gentleman by the name of Matt Stewart. Now, if you live in Brisbane and you've driven along the Riverside Expressway and you've seen the eyes staring at you on the columns there, then you'd be familiar with Matt's work. Um, now, I would love to take this all the way back and for people that have never met you, but perhaps driven past your artwork as people here in Brisbane, uh, Maddie, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do? Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Scott. Pleasure. Um, I'm Matt Stewart. I'm a contemporary fine artist and, um, I have lived in Brisbane all my life and recently moved to the Sunshine Coast, but still refer to myself as a Brisbaneite. Um, I produce canvas artworks in the studio. I produce limited edition art prints and, uh, I also paint, uh, murals for business, um, for residential, uh, external, internal, um, really, uh, just a all-around creative person and that i've certainly seen lots of over the years um but you know maddie you don't just uh start out painting murals um take me all the way back like where did this start like uh, were you a young fellow like where where did the love of art come from yeah definitely i think we, like with all these um you know these sort of creative pursuits that turn into a uh turn into a career there's always some sort of little fire that's lit very early in one's life and um i've you know from the very word go i've loved drawing i always i remember being very young and and you know loving coloring in loving drawing loving creating things um visually and then um and then all through primary school high school um you know i i sort of furthered that and then got out of high school and i think from my parents point of view um turning that uh, that creativity into yeah, something yeah. that was um monetable art's not a real job it's not and, no and that's no, your problem no. and and i get that because again i was told photography not a bloody chance yeah that, yeah like yeah. what idiot would do that yeah. as a job i mean that's just dumb yeah um and and i think that's the tough part as a parent is you're trying to get your kids to oh god make a decision where they're not going to like immeasurably suffer mm -hmm. and not get paid for yeah. what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can laugh at that now looking back in hindsight, it's, um, you know, you do it, it's, and it, it's a big gamble. Like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? But I think yeah. if you have that inside you, um, you know, and you just, you, there's a, you know, this, there's, there's something deep down that you just know that at some point it's going to tick over and yeah. turn into something tangible. Well, you I can't think. stop it. That's the problem. Exactly. Like yeah. if you want to make stuff, uh, if there's something inside you that just burns like a fire, you mm -hmm. can't, you can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and my favorite part there was that you, uh, these days when people go, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, mate, oh. I'm a coloring in guy. Yeah. <laughs> like you give me a box of Crayola. And that's that's my job. Yeah, and yeah. Always gets a cheap laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I do get mixed res, you know, mixed responses when um, because you know, if you're if you're out in a um, in a scenario where you're meeting new people and they ask, it's either there's there's the one person that's really excited and wants to know yep. every detail about it, and there's the the second type of person that almost looks down on you going oh oh oh, oh good on you oh you yeah. do art so what you're telling me is you're very poor yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you live in a house with seven other people in west end yeah and yeah. you do art i'm like mm. 
and exactly. and look, obviously, at the start of any creative journey, uh, that is actually what it looks like. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. and like, you know, tell me, so, you know, after school, which which direction did you go? What, what did you follow? Yeah, so um, as I was saying, my parents, um, you know, could see that there was that passion in me, but, you know, sort of directed me towards something where I could actually monetize it. So I went into graphic design, which in 1996, 97 was, um, um, it was very different to how it is these days. There was no do-it-yourself um, apps or platforms or anything no. like that. It was if you wanted a logo design, you went to an advertising agency or you went to an independent graphic designer. So, um, so that was the career path that I started on. And were you doing that? So at that point, I mean, this is early computer days, early Photoshop mm -hmm. days in, in relative terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, and particularly in a commercial setting. Was that like hand drawing or was that early Photoshop? I was at the very end of hand drawing uh, with software being sort of two to three years into it. So yeah. I was working on Photoshop one and two nice. um, and, you know, and typesetting uh, ads for the career mail, like physically cutting the letters out and setting yeah absolutely That's i got it. i got the the la very very last of that probably the first six to eight months in my graphic design wow. yeah so yeah. like right from because I, I actually work with a guy who you know they've got a a, a family agency so multi-generational mm -hmm. and he was telling me that like in the 80s his first job in that business was like they would lay up the ad yeah yeah like by hand cut the thing yeah out, yeah it's very and archaic then, and then he would jump <laughs> in the car with that, you know, hand, you know, glued on arts and crafts yeah, style, yeah. take that over to the client to get, you know, any changes or yeah, anything. And I'm like, yeah, what? 100%. I worked at a, um, at a, I went, I was lucky enough to go straight out of to design college, straight into a company called TPR. Oh, let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, came work for Scott. Um, um, into an ad agency in the Valley. So we did a lot of um, very high-end clients, did a, like a hell of a lot of um, newspaper advertising mm. back then in the Career Mail when that was Mate, large and trusted and number one. Um, so, yeah, exactly. It was, it was um, you know, they'd make a change to a headline, so we'd change it on the computer using Illustrator or Quark Express, if oh, ever, anyone man, ever Quark. remembers that. Yeah, oh. you'd, you'd print it out cut it out, reset the headline, and then fax it through to them and they'd approve it and then off it would go to the career mail. Now, do you know my other favourite thing? Uh, when I'd go to my dad's office and they'd fax each other jokes. Yeah. That was one of my favourite It was like the original meme. Made, the original meme. Yeah. They were yeah. like <laughs> taking things out of the paper and faxing those jokes to each other. I actually thought that was the best. It's awesome, we, yeah. We, yeah. We are actually missing that. Imagine that going over to your fax machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, okay, so you're using Quark, you're using Photoshop 1. Yeah. Um, you've got a real job that's still kind of art. Yeah, yeah. H how did that progress? Um, I worked in that ad agency for, um, I think three years and then decided to go out and do my own thing. Cause I could just see that, you know, the potential of, uh, one thing I always gravitated towards was logo design. I just, I, and branding, I just thought that the way that, um, you can create, you know, a singular image that portrays so much about a company or a brand, like I, that's always just been ingrained in me. And I just love that sort of thing. So I went out on my own and, um, and started doing my own, um, my own thing. So that's the first time I worked for myself and basically just doing, um, doing logo design and branding for, for small and medium businesses. 
See, that's pretty wild. Mm. Um, do you remember any of those businesses? What sort of things were you doing? Were they? Oh, I don't stretch your mind, Matty. I don't yeah, know TVs were in black and white there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I actually don't remember any of them. Like, I mean, yeah. just like you know, like local small, yeah. like like Little you know, an air, an air conditioning business, yeah. um, an electrician. Um, I remember doing a whole heap of. Um, this was something really cool. I was I was maybe six months into it, and I had a guy that um that built hot rods um it was based down in logan home and he wanted me to design a whole heap of and and illustrate a whole heap of hot rods that he would then turn into um screen prints for t-shirts and sell them at all these events so i was that is wicked yeah it's awesome so back then i was like sketching all these really cool hot rods and you know and using um uh you know doing it manually not even yeah. not even with software yeah so that's actually really cool yeah yeah yeah, I've always loved drawing and loved, you know, coloring in. And even now with my daughter, like I was doing that mm. the other day, I just, you know, you spend five minutes doing it and going, oh, I actually love this. I wish I could do this all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? And have yeah. you taught her to stay in the lines yet? Uh, she's three still, and a half. She's mate, still, let, let no, her, let her I'm trying to color inside the lines and she'll come along and just, you yeah. know, go straight over straight the top. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So you, you've gone out on your own. How did that go? Uh, it went really well. Like I, I, I ended up building the business. Um, it was a, a great little business. Like I was had a little home office. So I didn't need a lot of room. Um, it was all about work-life balance. I was enjoying it. Um, and then along came a little twist, um, which is one that really sort of skewed my career, but one that's actually I'm very thankful for. I, um, at the time, I was buying a little Mini Cooper S. Um, so I ordered it from um from a, a bmw dealership in brisbane and then just got really friendly with the uh with the salesperson there and you know we'd keep in touch and you know you're building a car and you you're getting updates on how it would all go and you you know you'd go down to the dealership and have a coffee with them and chat to them and and this went on i think the car took oh i think six or seven months from the time i ordered to delivery so this went on I, I received the car and then had it for a number of months maybe even six months after that and then still kept in touch with this um uh with this salesperson who um who ran the mini showroom and then um you know we became friends and then just through chatting he said oh look i'm moving into a higher position within the dealership would you ever be interested in coming and working for the brand um i'd, I'd never been a salesperson per se even though we sell in our businesses every day mm. in different types of ways but um something i'd never thought of um i um sort of balked at the idea to begin with i said look i've never done this i don't know anything about it and he said you know everything about the product you know the product back to front you're probably even better than me <laughs> um that's the main thing you just have fun with it so i packed the business up that i had built and ran and went and became a car salesman and and for for mini like mini the brand mm. different different direction and how long were you there because like this is this is kind of the cool story. This is where Maddie's story and my story uh, intersect. Yeah, how, yeah. How long were you there? Um, in the deal in, I, the, in, in the in dealership land. Ah, two thousand and six through to so maybe four years. Yeah. In total. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this is where um, Matt and my stories intersect. Because what was crazy was I have a not dissimilar story where I also have terrible taste in vehicles. <laughs> um, 
and I had a 1989 long wheelbase 735IL. So if you know your BMWs, that is, yeah, the long wheelbase 7 Series from the 80s. Um, the lounge chair on wheels. No, lounge chair on wheels. Yeah. best part about that was I remember pulling the seats out and, like, uh, stamped underneath was, like, East and West Germany. Um, <laughs> so, you know, mate, we're talking, you know, before the fall of the Berlin Wall, some yeah. of those parts were made. Um, but I had this car and I, I came down to, and, you know, look, I think it's appropriate, you know, shout out to Motorline because without Absolutely. them, yep. um, our paths never would have crossed. And I came in the same way where I was actually there. I think it was a BMW club function or something. Like, I, I can't mm -hmm. remember, but I brought the um, the 7 Series down there. And same thing, got talking to them and, like, they, it was exactly the same story. Like, they just loved the passion. They loved mm -hmm. it. Yeah, knowledgeable about the brand, really enjoyed it. You know, was just happy um, to to be around it. And I ended up getting yeah a junior marketing job there um, as a as a little assistant uh, while Maddie was working in Mini. Yeah, and yeah. That that was the beginning of a beautiful story. Absolutely. Yep. That's probably what 14, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's going back now. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's all the way back. Yeah. And I guess the thing I remember from the time was obviously I met you and I went, what a legend. Um, <laughs> and I also remember like seeing your artwork. I remember at that stage you doing canvas artwork. I in particular remember you had, at your place you had the, uh, I'm sure it was a red couch. It was like some just ridiculous colored leather or was it blue? Oh, it was blue. Oh, mate. It was, it was electric blue. It was, it was crazy. It's, Whatever it's, it was. It offended, so ridiculous now, but then it was cool. It offended my eyeballs. <laughs> um, but you had you had this artwork there that yep. actually had, um, yeah, it had the zip. Mm -hmm. I remember that integrated yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I yeah. remember that piece of art on your wall. And I just remember looking at that and going, man, that's a talented dude. Mm, and you were you. there selling cars. Yeah, I think um, while I was selling cars, I, I, I never really lost that um, creative side. Like, you know, as whenever we did any functions or anything like that, I always wanted to be, I still had my Apple laptop. I still like did, you know, creative work for it and so forth and for customers. And um, and I'd always painted canvas artworks, but then put that on hold for a couple of years and then just decided to, to pick up, uh, you know, pick that up again and start playing around. And exactly as you said, like that were for me. Yeah, I'd paint them and just hang them on the walls, and um, and then you know, yeah, just needed to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let me see if I remember this story correctly. We'll see. We'll see if we have a, a similar mm -hmm. recollection here. Was that I remember talking to you and you telling me you're a graphic designer, and I, I can't remember if you were sort of thinking about doing something different or you know because you'd been there for for a bit at that stage, mm -hmm. and and I sort of said to you, you know, would you do design? in-house like would you step away from I, the actually, sales team I remember that exact conversation and, yeah. and would you come over to the marketing team because I'd seen what you did mm -hmm. and I'm like what a gun and we got on really well and I thought this could be a really good working yeah. relationship yeah it was yeah I as I said I remember that very very clearly it was it was a little bit of both it was probably three quarters of you saying that mm. um and me really thinking about it and I think at that point in time I was um in 2007, the new the new Mini, so they, we had the first generation and they bought the slightly bigger one out and that was, you know, bigger and better and yeah. the engine was amazing and, like, you know, um, 
there were the excitement around it was amazing the launch um and then a few months leading a few months after the launch people were just like scrambling to get it and like and it wasn't really i think for me it wasn't really an actual traditional you know pounding the pavement sales job yeah. you know on a saturday i'd have 10 people lined yeah, up just, just to take an order yeah and it, you'd have yeah, fun that's... with them and um and i think once that started to slow down and then you know you really got into that device divisive like almost like grind of a sales job yeah. i started to realize that wasn't me i didn't want to yeah. do the things that you needed to do and yeah. um not to um take anything away from any salespeople, but there is a there's an element of it that oh, you yeah. kind of have to you know bend the truth a little bit you know for all but those it, sorts of it things it can be that, a hard and, grind yeah absolutely and i i found that um it didn't really sit well with me so yeah. i think when you came to me i was almost thinking oh i don't know like it's yeah. is this, this is and it was starting to kill my you know, my creative inner yeah. and you know all those sorts of things well, because so. you you know you go from a hero on the 30th if you've hit your targets or exceeded your targets and yeah then you're back you're, to you're zero no one on the, and the next day yeah like, oh, yep. mate, like the sale and i've always looked at that and gone sales in that capacity is a brutal game yeah yeah that is your only role yeah and over a long duration I, yeah, yeah that, that's that, that does it, take a special sort of it does it takes toughness. a certain person and the people yeah. that excel in that they're very very different to yeah. you and i and that's you know they've that's how they, that's who they are that yeah. you know they're and they're amazing at it they, they have those that special skill set oh um, ab absolutely yeah. and mate you need that mm -hmm. um but yeah Okay, so you've so we have that you, conversation. You, you've on the, been hit, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've sort of well, well, we both remember it, yeah, in, in the same sense. Mm -hmm. So I've thrown that out to you. You've been ready to make that change. I think that was, I mean, look, that that was the start of, I guess, a really magical time. You know, I I remember that time very very fondly, mm -hmm. where you know you and I would just you know there was an energy to it, and I guess we've always had that. Absolutely. Where, you know, we're we're very similar, but very different, but almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You have terrible taste, and you like Apple Macs. Um, <laughs> I obviously understand that Windows and Android are superior. Um, so you know, there's How a long real. How did it take to get this set up this morning? Shh. <laughs> there's there's a real yin and yang, you know, yeah, to, to this relationship, as well as you know, just the friendly abuse and banter. Yeah. Um, because I just remember that being like a super creative time you know, where we did like some really incredible stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing the boundaries of what um, a traditional car dealership would do for events. Mm. That's, that's the thing that I really remember. And a lot of that absolutely. was driven by yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go into a well, couple of these I'm, things. Yeah. Well, again, that's just because I'm mad. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was very fortunate where I was given the opportunity to sort of run with a few things. We had a young dealer principal who yeah. was very open-minded to doing those oh, sorts of things. And, yeah. and he was like, let her rip. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things we did, like the stuff, you know, the massive events out at the Polo and, mm. you know, the scale that we blew those up to. And my other favorite was like the X5. Destroyed five oh, or six man. brand new X5s. Just, oh, yeah. man, that yeah. X5, I, I rolled their Land Cruiser. Yeah. I, I don't know if you... <laughs> remember that story i but do yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was a good one put it over on its side yeah yeah as we were building out a path yeah um for the for the new x5s that that was actually one of the coolest events we've ever done um yeah. and i i just have beautiful memories of that time where you know we were given sort of the capacity to just create yeah and and you yeah. know do really extraordinary things and i i you know i learned so much through that and i got to do just the craziest stuff and i also just 
like I loved working for BMW as a global brand. Yeah. Um, I, I, you felt proud working man, for that brand. So yeah. proud. Yeah. Like so yeah. proud. So proud of the product. It was a really um, formative time as well for them. You know, they, they developed, you know, the turbocharged engines. I remember 335 coming out. Like there was just really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I happening. feel they've fallen off the wagon a little bit. Um, yeah. But around that time, absolutely. That that sort of like 10 year period, they, oh. they were the masters and they were number one. Was was wild. And, yeah. and it's hard to think of now. But like Audi was very much the third brand, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is extraordinary. It was very much, you know, Mercedes versus BMW. And like they were, you know, way over Long there. Long way back. Mercedes but, was still yeah. an old man's car. Yeah, Mercedes was an old man's yeah. car. And then, you know, the BMW was an exciting car. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was an exciting time. But here's the crazy thing. And, and I read this, how with all their new designs, they actually aim to be divisive. And mm. the, the goal is actually to make you go, oh, what? Because so I, does that. I had the moment <laughs> where obviously the new M3 was certainly very polarizing. Um, I drove past one on the freeway and I found myself staring at it and going, mm, I quite like that. Whereas I remember seeing those giant nostrils and going, you know, what's funny. I actually liked that from the very beginning. Oh God. It was very polarizing, mm. but I, I looked at it and went, even though I'm, I've kind of almost flipped and I'm, I, I look at Mercedes now and just think from a, from an aesthetic point That's of view, like, man now. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah. the AMG models, there's that, there's that, uh, the creativity, the creativity that they use mm. in their branding and their marketing, right? Like from formula one all the way oh, down. It's, um, it's, a, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, right. from an advertising and branding point of view, Mercedes are number oh, one. Since, since the C63 yeah. AMG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that, that yeah. was the game changer to put like a big stonking yeah. unit into a sensible car, which let's be honest, is my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. In, in my opinion, <laughs> and I'll ram this opinion onto anybody, uh, automotive design peaked at the E39 M5 in the late 90s with the four-door V8 manual. Yeah. So okay. you can take all yeah. your friends out yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. style of... I've, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful. That is a beautiful car. Polished car. Yeah, yeah, mate. E thirty nine M five. Yeah, chef's chef's kiss. <laughs> um, so mildly off track. So wild times there. Uh -huh. After that, so obviously we both, you know, I departed there before you. You left a bit after, and you know that was that was around the time, like, mate, I, I left there and went and worked at a florist. Um, just because I sort of needed a whole reset and mm -hmm. was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next because I really didn't know. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to do this. And so I actually ended up having to work some other jobs along the way, which actually ended up being super awesome um, while I was getting TPR off the ground because obviously I had a mortgage to pay. And yeah, when you're making like a dollar, mm. um, I think our whole first year, I think we made 10 grand was like our entire billings for 12 months um what did you do after there i'm trying to I'm, I, I'm trying to remember you can't remember no no my brain's broken i went to um so um while i was still at motorline we did a um uh the mini clubman launch which um if anyone remembers like it had the barn doors at the back they still sell mm. them but the original one that they bought out um, it was really cool. It was still small and, it, you know, the little barn doors at the back. So we did a launch at a, um, at a company in ah. Woolongabba called Fifth Corner Technologies. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. So they did, they, well, they still do yeah. specialize in, um, 
in home automation, audio visual and so forth. And they, they have a warehouse in Deshen street in Wollongabba. And, um, um, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. I'm sure they still do have all this, but at the time when I, when we did this launch and I then went to work for them, they had this amazing warehouse that looked very, very plain from the outside, but on the inside was they, it was architecturally designed. It was almost, you'd almost call it like a very cool futuristic nightclub. So all their audio, all their automation, everything was yeah. throughout the fit out. It was amazing. They had, um, oh, I'm having mind blowing memories now. I think if anyone Googles it, yeah. there's still images of it up yeah. there. Like so it's fifth, a really fifth cool corner space. Fifth on Dishon Street. Yeah. Because what I remember is they had, and again, this is, you know, OOs mm. and they just had wild home automation, oh, which crazy, was like yeah. at its peak back then before yep. home automation was really even. Yep. They were selling you know, Sonos think, before Sonos became mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they were miles ahead. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did a, a, a launch there because we wanted to do something a little bit edgy and crazy and underground yeah. that suited the car and that was perfect. Um, and then not long after that, the um, the director from there asked if I wanted to come and um, into a marketing manager, brand manager yeah, yeah. role um, into that into that business, and off I went. It's all coming back to me because I had no Scott Nelson with me anymore. No, so. <laughs> well, see, that was the thing we'd lost the dynamic duo. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but like creative life, I do find I know you've always done it by yourself, but I find it harder by myself. Like I. I love the bounce. I love the yeah, you know, yeah, the, the throwing ideas together, and it's even something I talk about, like with my production teams or in house here, is like you, you get the thread of an idea, and I always say this, you know, when I'm pitching something to team, mm -hmm. like this is a terrible idea. It's not fully formed, but you know, it's it's a thread. I know that there's something there, and then having somebody with you that you can sort of bounce that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 100% like it's I think with my situation now it's hard because it's coming from um you know so far within from a creative point of view it's um you know artworks are a very personal thing whereas when we work together yeah. which we'll get into um on different projects that sort of thing is to have the balance of the two is pretty amazing because I love yeah. that too. Like you, you know, you throw an idea out there and it may not be the best, but you know, the, the second or third person next to you at the table might be able to work on that yeah. and direct it. And it's almost like this meandering path that, you know, you know where you want to get to, but mm. you know, four or five other people may give you a better way of getting there. And when you've got a good, yeah, when you've got good talented people together, it's actually the thing that I really love about, um, the video production work we do, mm -hmm. like the, the big scale stuff where you're doing like TV commercials and stuff where you'll have like 10 people on the project. Yeah, yeah. But every person is an absolute gun. Like they're, you know, deeply creative. Yeah. And just, you know, when you get a group of people like that and they're only working on like their finite specialization. Yeah. Oh man. Just yeah, yeah. Beautiful things happen. Yeah. And there's immediate trust in them too because totally. you just know that, what they're producing is, um, yeah, is, yeah, is quality, and you don't they're not there by accident. Yeah, yeah, they are not there because it's their first radio. Yeah, like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've met them and I've gone, "You're a gun." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we've worked together, and then we get to that. Project. Yeah, yeah. And like that is, yeah, that is special. So, all right, so we're both flying solo at that path. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, this this has to be getting close to when you did your first art show. 
like we've got to be getting close. Are we, are we close yeah, or are actually, we miles off? Uh, no, we're pretty close. Um, I'm remembering the joint in the valley where you did your yeah, your yes, first show yeah. So um, as a solo artist, I uh, I did a dual show in the valley first with um, Kieran McMaster, who's actually oh. if anyone knows Anthony Lister, who's a quite a famous um, street artist and has you know become quite famous and infamous all around the world. Um, it's his brother, Kieran, who's also in his own, um, you know, he's also a great artist in, him, in mm. himself. Um, I did a dual show with him and that was while I was still, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. So yeah, I was, so I went to Fifth Corner, worked in this um, branding marketing manager role by day. Um, and then they had some spare, you know, so a really small area, like, maybe half the size of this office um, upstairs. And I just said to the owner, I said, can I just use that to paint at Mm. night as a studio? And they went, yep, that's fine. So I set it all up. Um, So I would work during the day and then whatever, five, six o'clock would finish a work day and I just walk up the stairs and and paint up there. That is quite an integral part to the story. Mm, Yeah. I I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So that's pretty much where I um, got to the point of going, you know, okay, I'm creating something again. I'm starting to love what I'm creating again. Yeah. You know, like everything, a few pieces went through and I repainted them. Um, but yeah, I just sort of went through and through and then started selling them as well. So, um, and this is one mm. of those stories that I think a lot of people can um, can relate to where I was working that full-time job and then also had that hobby which is kind of turning into a business itself yep. on the side and and they just sort of yeah ever so you know, slowly yeah yeah start yeah. to get a little bit of a little bit of uplift yeah yeah so i got to the point of um uh, i don't know i'm gonna say it's probably two years into that job yeah um of going okay well yeah i, I remember the day just going okay i'm burning myself out yeah um and at the time, you think oh, you have these grandiose ideas of going, oh, I'm going to make it. Yeah, of course I can do it. Yes. Um, am I going to leave a good paying job and do this full time because I need to if that's going to happen? Um, and I did. Um, that's what I did. Mate, let it rip. <laughs> yeah. And that's, look, that's, mate, that jumping point is the most terrifying. Scary. And, and you see, I, I see people talking about it all the time where they're like, oh, you know, obviously the cool word now is sign hustle. But you know they're doing the thing, but if you don't, if you don't leap, if you don't leap into it, it, it actually never happens. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. do not, yeah. You know, they they talk about you know burn the boats, mm-hmm. you know no retreat, no yeah, way out. Yeah, man, not having enough money to pay your bills. Whew. Um, yeah, that that's that, pretty full on. That gets you going. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a hustle? That's oh. the best way to hustle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, it's you, not having a definite income each week. All of a sudden, you become fairly extraordinarily motivated. Yeah, um, yeah. Mate, t- tell me about those early days. Like that's, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, as you know, they're hard. They're really hard. Like I, at the time, I was, um, before I made that leap, I was living in a nice little, um, you know, wool store apartment in Tenerife and I was a cool artist and, you know, but I wasn't really the cool artist because I had a full-time job and I was kind of just, you know, it's like, you're a seller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So to do this, I was, um, you know, I was in my early thirties and I, I moved back in with my parents for, um, for 12 months just to sort of make it all work. And it was, I mean, 
you know, I love my mum and dad's a bits and they were supportive, but there was, there came a point where they would, I remember dad saying like, you know, you gotta, you've got to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was trying to make it work, but you know, it's, um, as you know, with any business starting up, like you said, like 10 grand in no, that 10 first. 10 grand in 12 months. Yeah. Like, do the math yeah. on that. To yeah. that out. <laughs> don't that go is, too far. That is not something to be proud of. But this, I don't think people, I don't, and this, this is the thing I find. And it, yeah. it's why most of my friends these days are business owners. Mm -hmm. Because if you do not own your business, you have no context of the stress that it brings and how hard it is to get yourself to a point where what you do is fully funded by yourself. Yes. Like that That's is a good way of putting it. Like, yeah. mate, that is a mountain that is pretty much vertical. And like there's fireballs and icicles dropping on you. <laughs> and then there's wolves at the bottom. It's like a Donkey Kong game, oh, but man. 10 times worse. Yeah. And you're, just, you're just getting punched in the face the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the thing that I came to find was people that, you know, just make their money and they got a nice lease car and they got all the, all the flash. Like they just don't, they don't get the sacrifice and the suffering that goes into like making your own show. Like mm, mm. just not even in the ballpark. No, no, no concept of the suffering. No, no. And I think, um, you know, you know, my wife had her own business as well yeah. um, in the, um, had a really successful hair salon, which she sold a few years ago. So we yeah. could start a family, but um, you know, we found ourselves, our group of friends like slowly dwindling and it yeah. wasn't because of anything other than you've got to spend a lot of time on your business and you yep. need the, the people that when you do have that free time, you need the people around you that understand yeah, because they get it. yeah, they get it. Yeah, because yeah. and not necessarily you have to sit around and have a woe is me moment, no. but it's they just understand that oh, they, oh you got to cancel last minute, yeah, that's okay. No problem. I get it. Yeah. Totally yeah. get it. And yeah. it's that sort of stuff yeah. where you know people will get shitty at you because you can't go to something and you're like, Are mm. you joking? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. How can I not explain to you? Yeah, like, yeah. I know that you can pull a bloody RDO and have a sick day. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like if I don't turn up, it's game over. Yeah. Like that client will never ring me again and I will never like yeah, it, it's genuine. It feels like I know I'm over exaggerating here, but you have to treat it like life and death because it is the life and death of your business. Like if you don't go, if you don't show up, if you don't give it everything you got. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. mate, it's over. Yeah. And as everyone knows, like it's um, especially these days with the amount of um, uh, like outlets and ways you can review businesses yeah. and even just social media in itself. Oh, like totally. you can, you can be destroyed with a yeah. sentence. Yeah. And they'll just flog it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, even now more so, um, you know, you really need to be vigilant and that's, and as yeah. you say, like turn up, I don't care if you're like, yeah. you know, if you're dying you're with a cold or yeah. a man flu, you need to just get there, get, right. you, get the job done. Sort yeah. it out, fix yeah. it out. Cause yeah. nobody cares. And this yeah. is the thing, like no one cares about your excuses. Mm -hmm. Like nobody wants to hear excuses, yeah, particularly yeah. if they're paying you as a professional, they don't want to hear your sob story. Absolutely. Like yeah. your sob story might get you out of trouble at work. Yeah. But mate, your sob story does not get you out of trouble when you're the boss. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think people, yeah. I, I don't think that there is a deep enough understanding because there's such a chasm between you know a little bit of side hustle you know you might make a few bucks yeah yeah to fully self-sufficient yeah you know, yeah with your own income yeah absolutely and uh you know and it, it does it, it takes a certain person to um not that i'm blowing us up at all yeah. but it, it definitely does like when you meet those people it, it takes a certain person to make that leap and to 
understand um, that doing it prolonged as well. It's oh, not, yeah. you know, you, anyone can do it for six to 12 months ago and, and oh, I've got a meeting today with this yeah. person and that and that. And and, and it seems all like, Ooh. yeah, amazing. Come but and to see do me in for, five years. Yeah. Five plus, 10 plus years. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah. then I'll be impressed. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and you see that, you know, yeah, again, the hustle culture, you know, and, and man, I even say this to people about marketing, like they go, oh, what things can I do? And I'm like, man, you just got to keep doing the basics. Mm -hmm. Like you actually don't have to do anything super fancy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, and I, exactly what you said, like any idiot can be good for a day, a week, a month, six months, but can you be good for three years, five years, 10 years? And can you be as excited today mm -hmm. as you were 10 years ago yeah yeah and because that's a whole other game yeah and yeah so you and i are the same where i'm just as excited today like you know we were on the phone before you know as you were driving here yeah and like we're both bloody pumped because yeah. like you know we're stoked to catch up i'm doing this thing you know we're yeah we're podcasting i don't even know what's going on here <laughs> but like it's every day is exciting because you're making your own adventure yeah absolutely that's a really good way to put it it is like every day is different like it's not never the same it's never the same like no yeah. two days look the same no no like not some days look real bad some days look <laughs> real good and lots of them are actually somewhere in the middle yeah but it is never the same no no and i think that's the excitement about it too you're like to go back to those books that we read as kids yeah. like you are choosing your own adventure totally. like you know, any choice or any decision that you make throughout the day the month the year that's how your business and your career is going to go because, Correct. and it may not be an immediate change, but something you do now might actually, you know, alter something a few months down the track. So you're constantly thinking about the now, you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about the long-term future. Always. So yeah. Yeah. Well, teach your kids chess. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> the game. You're going to be thinking 10 moves ahead all the time. But yeah. that's, that's one of my favorite things. Like I love, like, and even with this stuff that I'm doing here that I was like, I enjoyed doing these little shows, but I sort of got sick of just having myself on there. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? Like, I know lots of cool people, you know, mm. maybe we could like yeah. get together and talk about stuff. And like, bam, next minute, we, you know, I've, I've got a podcasting studio, um, which, you know, look, it's pretty budget and you can sort of still hear Ipswich Road uh, banging <laughs> out in the background. But like, I love the fact that I can decide and then do it. Yeah. And then, and you know, I don't expect... You, know. you had this gear set up within less than a week. Yeah. You messaged me and said, yeah. do you want to come? Uh, oh, we'll do it online. Yeah. I said, do you want me to come and sit with you and do it? You're like, like, yeah, done. Yeah, actually, that's exactly how it happened. So I didn't own any of this stuff a week ago. The fact that Matty said, oh, we'll do it in person. And I'm like, oh, God, I actually have no capacity to do that. So I've like gone and set up a whole studio. Um, yeah. yeah. I've got to shout out to Jason and Tanya from the Just Shoot Me podcast because they actually showed me what to do. Um, because yeah, I literally didn't know how to do a podcasting studio, but again, I jumped on Google, I YouTube and I looked it up, I figured it out. I talked to some intelligent people and then I did it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. difference is like, you and I don't talk about it, just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And so just going back to something you just said in that last sentence is something that, um, which I wanted, wanted to get in at some point, but something that you said to me many, many, many years ago that I think about um whenever i'm quoting on a job that seems a little bit overwhelming i think can i do it um can i pull this off you said to me say yes and you work out the details later and i uh, to this day i 
use that day to day in my mm. business. Like it's, and then that's exactly what you've done. You've yeah. gone, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And you've figured, and you figured it, out. it out. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing where you just, you can't let stuff overwhelm you because even this, so as of yesterday, uh, the laptop that I was using, it was not a legendary alienware like this bad boy here, uh, which is actually from 2012. Would you believe it? This thing is a weapon. I, I just, again, I cannot get over how powerful that thing is like it was it's i think that other laptop is like seven months old i had it set up here because i use the alienware day to day and i had you know this other thing set up to like set it up as a studio computer and yesterday it just stopped working and i'm like mm, good yeah and then today i fired <laughs> this up chrome decided to not work and wouldn't let the browser work and i've restarted it two or three times but it's that mentality where like nothing's working but, and, you know, we could just pull a pin and go, oh, bugger it, we're not doing it today. But, yeah. like, that is that is not my attitude. I'm like, I, I said to Maddie, I said, look, it doesn't matter. We'll start a few minutes late, whatever, but I will figure this out. Yeah. And you keep and you going, did. you keep smashing until you get a solution because that's all that matters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all that matters is you just have to, like, problem, problem, problem. I actually said this to my wife this morning. It's one of the things that grates me and I, I sort of, I really get my gut up around this. Um, any idiot can find problems. And yeah. this is something that I can't get over enough. Like, same as people on the internet bagging you out or whatever they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. using your business. Yeah, yeah. Any moron can sit there and go, oh, that's not very good. It takes absolute brilliance to create solutions. Yeah, yeah. Morons can figure out problems. They can go, oh, that won't work because of this. Okay, moron. Yeah. If somebody says that yeah, and yeah, stands yeah. there pointing out problems, I immediately think that they're a moron. Yeah. Whereas if they go, oh, okay, uh, what about this? You know, give some ideas. That's that to me is an indicator of brilliance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can't even add anything to that. That's that's perfectly said. Yeah, that's exactly maybe. what. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because the people that you get negativity from are ones that will have never and will never do it. They're no. just they're just sitting, they're just there waiting for that moment. To, Correct. They, yeah. they think that it's going to magically happen, you know, much like winning the lotto or, you know, getting struck by lightning. Mm. You know, they, they think that something magically happens and then you magically get somewhere. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah, yeah. You just grind it out. Yeah. And even when it's the worst ever, and, you know, something I've come to talking about more is I've started to view my existence more like you know going through the seasons and you know sometimes you're in the middle of winter mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it's just real bad and it can stay real bad for a while yeah but i try to remind myself now even when everything's terrible you go mate at the end of winter comes what and you know on the other side of that will be spring will be summer it will all be good again mm -hmm. and I've, I've had to spend a lot of time reminding myself of that because so much of like this you know, creative journey, self-employed journey is a living nightmare. Yeah. Like, you know, big chunks of it are pretty yeah. terrible. And we sort of got onto this because, you know, we were talking about your first, you know, couple of years in the business there mm -hmm. because, you know, I was, yeah. So we've, we've sort of covered off. So you're at fifth corner because I'm going to, I'm going to jump us back here. You're at fifth corner. You found a little art space. Mm -hmm. You've yellowed and you've gone, I'm doing this. Yeah. So you've done that first two years. How, how's it going there? Take me back to that place. Oh, it, um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't believe you at all there. <laughs> <laughs> it 
the first uh, yeah i'd probably say the first um oh maybe three to three and a half years since i yoloed was like hard like it yeah. was it, that was just like building a business um you know i was getting work in there's no doubt about that but um you know turning it into an actual business and running it and so forth that's that was never really existent it was kind of like just doing the doing the work and taking the orders as they came in and working on that and at that point i wasn't um um i didn't have instagram i just had facebook um facebook at, at online advertising really wasn't no, anywhere it was, was almost non-existent days. yeah um it was really just relying on um you know posting to your uh to your own personal page yeah, and then yeah. uh, and to hoping other people friends. would see it yeah yeah and then getting referrals from that so um i think i did it you know in hindsight i did it when the tools weren't there to yeah. um to push forward like they are now yeah. so um as those tools started to become available that's when the momentum started to happen and i you know i remember you telling me uh years ago i i didn't have instagram you're like what why do you not have instagram it's so easy it's like yeah. it's visual based it's, it's pictures I, mate yeah and like... i think i think that night i went and set myself because <laughs> I, I was purely working on facebook and i had a business page <sighs> and i was building that and i just thought i i didn't really see the value in it at that point from a marketing point of view i yeah. i was just looking at it like oh it's people posting pictures of food or holidays and and that's how I saw it. Um, and you opened my eyes to the fact that it was, you know, from a business point of view and especially a visual business yeah. point of view, it's it's absolute gold. So I started it up and then... From a creator's point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have been, I'm trying to remember, that would have been 2011, 2012. I'm trying to think where the start of my Instagram stream is. I reckon it's around there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pro uh, actually, I was probably a little bit later, maybe 2013, 2014, something like that. Yeah. Terrible late to the party Mate. i'm not an early adopter with technology I, I just wait and so i don't have yeah. TikTok. i don't i look at that guy i don't don't have time uh, for TikTok. I've, do you know i've done TikTok, um but i've sort of wound out of it mm. um because like i get it but i don't have the time to do it yeah. i get it i absolutely get it um but that's you know on the flip side of it as well that's not my demographic yeah and it's not my vibe like yeah, it's, yeah. i think that was yeah. the thing like it Look, it suits a lot of the dumb things I do. It suits like my forward driving and you know, yeah, stu yeah, stupid yep, things that yep. I do. Um, but like for for what I do, as you know, I don't I don't want to be like glorifying myself or I, I don't know. Or, yeah, so, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like it just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's got to work for you. I yeah, think I think I think if you're doing it from a business point of view, it needs to be like I just said, the right demographic, like if you're not hitting that age bracket that yeah. it's aimed at, like there's, it's then, kind of pointless. Like you might, why not put your efforts into, you know, from a creative point of view from Pinterest or yeah. something where your demographic is sitting or Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. 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 yeah and put the time into that. Yeah. All right. So we finally got you on there. I'm still trying to get to this first art show because, you know. So I think, I think while I was, um, when I jumped out and did that, so when i was at fifth corner it was before yeah. i went out and did it i did that jewel show right. and then um I'm trying to put the time yeah no that's there. okay and then i went out and did my own thing and i was doing that for about 18 months and then i met my now wife mm. um who was i remember that vividly i remember the courting yeah <laughs> who was um uh living in tenerife as well in a wool store apartment naturally yeah so i ended up um i think we were dating for a few months we were actually like oh, i'll rewind this to make yeah, yeah. to put this, it into context great, like yeah. i remember maddie being smitten 
<laughs> she had just got gotten out of a long-term relationship um and pretty much said to me black and white from the first time we caught up for dinner like i'm not ready for a relationship i don't want to date and i'm like yeah okay yeah, sounds yeah. great yeah um so we you. were <laughs> <laughs> so we were um and we joke about this now it's quite funny but we yeah. were friends like good best friends no the, nothing actually happened in the for, friend zone for absolutely in the friend zone for a good 12 months um and then um I broke her down. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you slowly wore it out with your persistence. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, mate, again, anybody can be a hero. For yeah, one day, true. But mate, you, <laughs> you had that inbuilt. Because see, this is the thing. This is why I get so excited about like that. Over time, yeah. You know, actually, my old man would always say, "In the fullness of time, Scott." But like, he's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it, everything, everything good. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely yeah. takes time, which is super annoying when you're like 20 something years old and you're like full of energy and want to make something of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So annoying. I want it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've watered okay. down. So, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> While we were, uh, before we started dating, I actually um, left Fifth Corner and moved to it. Do you remember that um, studio space I had I in the Valley? I remember the yeah, studio yeah. space because I remember seeing Anna in there. And, like, yeah. You know, just yeah. Just painting and she'd come in and watch you. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So and it was cute. one night while I was painting. She just, yeah. so she says, oh, I looked at him differently that night. And that's, nice. you know, the rest is history. Yeah. So I had that um, studio space, and from there I created the first exhibition, which I think I keep going back to Tenerife. But yeah. um, I had a, I was at, managed to get a full basement level under one of the wool stores, which was empty and for lease at that time. Mm. Um, so I managed to get it for. I had an opening night, and then I had an exhibition for three days following. Um, and we, and I think at that point I wanted to do. I was, I was going to exhibitions and um you know a street i was very inspired by street art as well so yeah. it's going to a lot of these things and just taking it all in and just seeing not that they weren't great but i was just i was seeing that um nothing exciting was there's nothing there's no there's nothing tingly about it it was yeah. just art on walls really well lit and you walk in and go have your wine or your champagne yeah. oh that looks nice that looks nice love that and then you leave and yeah. then that's it so it was pretty bland yeah it was bland so when i decided to do this exhibition i wanted to make it an, an event on the opening night and you can again later steve jobs you can only connect the dots looking back you know <laughs> as, as you go back through you know your time at fifth corner and the yeah and the yeah time, you know, yeah your time yeah at mini and yeah yeah it actually makes perfect sense absolutely it? absolutely so um so the opening night was so obviously i painted a full exhibition of artworks mm. but i didn't want to light them really you know because we're talking yeah. about the basement level of a wool store apartment so you got huge concrete columns concrete floors exposed brick like it was a very it's a very uh brooklyn gritty new york feel to it as as an empty shell yeah. um so that sparks the idea of having like a really cool um, you know, New York themed yeah, overnight. Like, so like a club vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the DJ who's, a, who is actually, a, uh, well, still is a good friend of mine. Um, I put him behind, I got some like temporary fencing and he was behind that. And, um, all the artwork was actually lit from below with, 
like you know like uh, theater can lights yeah yeah um so we it would throw shadow across the artworks like you know anyone any exhibitionist would walk in there and go you can't even see half these things but like, it created the it's emotion the vibe. yeah it was it was the vibe <laughs> and you know the wine was you know i got belvedere vodka on board and they yeah. used supply and then the the wine was as well was being served out of hot chip containers remember the ones from the echo you know yeah just and we had a hot dog vendor and a and then new york sliced pizza okay yeah. like it was very very yeah, was cool. underground and cool but yeah. it's what, like it's what you want yeah absolutely yeah, like, like if yeah. i'm gonna go to an event do i want it to be sucky and boring or would i like it to be awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you know the that. funny thing was i had um i mean that was in 2011 yeah. um and i think even up until like the the fee oh, it gives me goosebumps now the feedback yeah. that i got initially from everyone that came like because there's the usual people that turn yeah, yeah. up to these things and there's a real eclectic mix of people on the opening night was that um you know there was nothing there would be nothing like it in brisbane no. for a long time because it was just that different that energetic the vibe was amazing and then even four or five years later i still had people saying remember that exhibition you did like when yeah. was that in the wool store you know so that was a long lasting um legacy for lack of a better word of that exhibition that um that i look back on fondly and think wow you know i created this and, yeah. and it, it, on a small budget too so it's that not was like your I, first solo yeah. exhibition so yeah one, yeah 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 so the one because the one i'm thinking of that was is, my only soul i haven't had an exhibition no, since so, yeah because the one at the other side of my office you can't see it here but there's the lego man yeah um which is like og matt stewart um and i I remember buying that. I remember paying $500 for it. I remember not really having $500. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know, this is something else I, I really bang on about. And I probably bang on about it more now, now that my business is a little bit more established, is if you are the sort of person that hits up your friend's businesses and asks them for a discount, you're a dickhead. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't say this loud enough support your friends businesses pay them yeah like yeah you know do do the very best that you can you know to to spend the money with them particularly the people who are just getting going yeah yeah oh yeah. man it yeah. hurts yeah like it hurts so bad like if you you know make it cakes or whatever it is yeah like it just because i've really felt this over yeah, the years yeah 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 you know, yeah i know i know yeah. we both we both share this um, but like, it's so nice and I'm so proud of that piece in particular, because for me, that was like day dot, like mm -hmm. at that place in Spring Hill, that yeah, under, yeah. underground thing there. Do you remember that one? How do I not remember this? Oh, so have I in Spring yeah. Hill? And see, I, I feel like that show was actually before the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. That was in the Valley. Yeah, That's the, the valley. on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. That was the jewel show I did with yeah, Kieran. Show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember that so all that, the way I, back when. That was an exhibition that was prior to this other one I was yeah. talking about, but that was prior wasn't... to the solo show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I was just so proud of my friend. Yeah, having, yeah. Like his art on display and people there, and like I just remember that just being a super cool vibe. It was cool that night. Like, yeah, just yeah, really, yeah, like I've yeah. never forgotten. It's crazy the stuff that sticks in your mind, of like you know the millions of things you've done over, you know, years and decades, but like that moment, like the joy i had because you know i was fighting my own battle trying to get my own thing off the ground and you know watching you you know take those steps forward like it's just the coolest yeah like, you just and i think so also happy. yeah and i think also like having a, a you know a, a 
a genuine friend purchase something off you, no matter what that product would be when you're at that infinity state, oh, yeah. uh, infinite stage. Um, yeah. I don't know, infinite, infant stage. Infant stage, yeah. Um, I think that's really important too because you just see if, if you think, okay, well, my friends can support me, then yeah. I know that, you know, I've got this. Like there's a market there. for this. Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And like that painting has followed me like everywhere I go. I'll have to, I'll have to pull it off the wall. Um, but like I've had that. My first office, I think we're now in my third office where we're sitting now. Um, my very first office my brother Adam built for us under my house. Like he literally went and got some plasterboard and some things and he whacked some walls up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you you came to this yeah, office. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't pretty. Um, you know, it was an, you know, old 1940s house and it was, you know, up on stumps. So we just slapped some walls up, put some carpet tiles down. Um, it was timber above and the dog would pee on the floor and it'd drip down onto our IKEA desks. Uh, <laughs> and when it when it would rain, um, the house was designed that the water would run under the house. So everyone lived your legs. So the up. whole thing like it'd flood under the house, we'd get a river running under there. And then my favorite memory of all that um, is the executive washroom. Yeah. If you recall that. So the place had like an outhouse downstairs bathroom. And I mean, it was revolting. Like think yeah. about the worst honey you've ever been to. <laughs> it was that, but probably a little bit worse. Like it had no walls and the termites had eaten it out. Like it was revolting. Yeah. Um, but we would refer to it as the executive washroom um, <laughs> because like that actually just made it sound less, yeah, yeah, less yeah. hideous. But point of the story um, was I actually had maddie's artwork hanging in my very first office which was this you know dodgy makeshift thing under the house and you know it sits with me now you know three offices later i had an office in west end for eight years you know i've been here for three years and every day i look at that and like it just makes me smile like it's my connection you know to my mate and i've actually got some of his work at my house and uh, maddie actually did a beautiful piece when my son was born and that actually hangs above my son's bed um like it, it it brings me so much joy and i think this is a funny thing i probably wasn't much of an art guy um I, look i i think i lacked a lot of culture i i didn't really get a lot of it but like i dug it because you liked it yeah yeah i think uh yeah yeah i think a lot of people and, and you know coming across a lot of my clients as i you know move through my career i think um a lot of people are very similar like yeah. they think they're not art people and they think they're uncultured but when you really dig deep they do have something in yeah. them like it, it's kind of i don't know how to describe it like you know you start talking to them and they start giving you these little tidbits yeah. and you think actually you you do kind of know what you like and you you have a kind of feel and a style and things that you like you just it's haven't just had a, a chance to explore yeah what, and maybe because it's not like. it's not um absolutely it's because it's not immediately part of their day-to-day -day life yeah. they, it just gets like filed to the back and it's not important and if it's not i don't know like you think when you think art you think of like going to an art gallery and you think of you know great works and you think of yeah you know yeah. Uh, most people would shy away from that yeah like that yeah like it doesn't need to be it's just whatever you like yeah and yeah. there's actually i i don't know if it's yeah you can actually so directly above your head um, there's actually an artwork up there by, um, he's an Australian fellow that now lives in the UK and his name's Jason Fong. Um, and that, that bit of artwork 
he does this just crazy thing. So for Le Mans 24 hours, mm -hmm. which is like actually tickets just went on sale. Um, he paints 24 watercolors in 24 hours, like moments from the race. Yeah. So like that is a moment from, I think that was 20... 24. LM24, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, what year is it? Uh, 2020? 2020, yeah, yeah. I bought that during lockdown. Yeah. Um, but it's I'm very like, cool. oh man, it's so cool. And like, that's what he does is, you know, he's a photographer. And so again, you know, like there's a yeah, yeah. desire to make art. Yeah. And like, I saw that, I'm like, man, that is awesome. Mm. And I'd probably never, that actually started a whole other journey um, where I'd never, like I'd, I'd, you know, you've painted art for me and you've made art for me and mm -hmm. all sorts of cool things. And I've got to fit this in. At one point in time, I had the largest collection of Matt Stewart artwork anywhere in the world. <laughs> I was did. the number one. I, I think I was up to seven works, but somebody's exceeded that now. But man, I want that on your Wikipedia page. Like I want, you know. It was that, once. Oh, it was once. Uh, I'll have to keep topping you up over yeah, the years. Like, yeah, legit collector. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing Jason stuff. And like that was the first time I bought somebody else's art. Mm -hmm. Like, And I actually expanded out past. Let me ask you this. Why did you purchase that? Two reasons. Yeah. So exactly what I said before, mm -hmm. I wanted to support the dude. Yeah. Because yep. like mad respect for what he's doing. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, that was the number one reason. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be like, go you. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And like support with my dollars. Yeah. To go, that's kick ass. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I liked it. Like I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, it's really pretty. So right there is where a lot of people um, stumble on stumble with art as well like you know i say to my um to my audience like on social media or wherever like uh, i don't care if you spend ten dollars or ten thousand dollars like yeah. you buy it because you love it yeah um sure there are people out there like and there's you know there is a whole community that buys art um to make money off yeah, and as yeah an investment. And as an investment and that's that's absolutely fine like i support that like um but most people you know, general day-to-day -day people like yeah. the, the want to purchase art, like, uh, you know, purchase things for those reasons, yeah. not because you want to make money off nah, it. No, no, yeah. man, you yeah. buy it because you love it. And I yeah. think that's the thing I've come, like, you know, you look at all the silly stuff up on the wall here. We were talking about this <laughs> earlier. Um, like, it's all just stuff that yeah. I love. Yeah. And most of it is actually just stories. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, each thing represents, you know, a beautiful point in time, a wonderful moment, a friend, a memory. Mm -hmm. um, like I've actually got uh, like that Le Mans picture is yep. next to the ticket from when I actually went to Le Mans yeah, yeah. as a yep. guest of Aston Martin, yep. thanks to Liam Talbot at that point in time. And, you know, like that was one of the best things I've ever done in my whole life. Like I got to walk on like in pit lane at Le Mans and yeah, I got to yeah. watch the start yep. of Le Mans from Aston Martin's like private suite above pit lane yeah i'm like okay, yeah you know. yeah yeah so that ties back to that artwork and you just and like it just every brings time i emotions. look at it yeah it's so like it brings me so much joy because i think of these wonderful times these wonderful people and like it just it makes me smile mm -hmm. and that's the thing that i've that i i guess that's the thing i've come to appreciate about you know art that i've started to collect because i've actually started to have, like, I actually have a few pieces now at home um, and they're all, you know, I've got another hand-drawn watercolour from another mm -hmm. artist that, yeah. you know, my wife used to work with. And again, I saw her work. She posted it 
on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, that is amazing. Yeah, and same exercise. Yeah. Like she just launched as an artist. And same thing. I'm like, you're a great human. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I'd love to support that yeah, yeah. by buying some of your work. Yeah, yeah. But I've got to I've got to jump into something else that I learned from that Le Mans thing. When I bought it, it was the first time I'd bought a piece of art that was like just, you know, flat. So it was just a little, it was the the watercolor on the parchment. Yep. yep. Non-framed. Non-framed. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. And that was a real problem because, yeah, like you can hear it to try it. Coming to get us. That was the uh, <laughs> Ambos. Um, <laughs> so this thing's come and, I, and I've looked at it and gone, oh, God, it needs a frame. Mm. And my challenge was, I'm like, this is such a beautiful work of art. I can't desecrate it with something from Ikea or Kmart, mm. um, which is what I would have done previously. You know, you just buy yeah, like $10 yeah, yeah. number and just yeah, stick it in there. Yeah. should be right, mate. So for the first time ever... I realized how expensive framing is. Man, I had a heart attack. <laughs> um, but I, I Proper just... Framing mate, is, I yeah. discovered the art of framing. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've lived, you know, same place for 14 years. And for 14 years, I've been driving past this sign that's like, three blocks from me mm. and it's a little sign that says framing fabulous and like i'd never thought anything about it i was like mate how lardy da do you need to be yeah to yeah. be getting your own frames mate i'm like turn it up yeah until i got myself a nice piece of artwork and i bumbled in there one day and i'm like hey i got this thing and it mm -hmm. needs the frame and i don't know what to do and i don't <laughs> know what it costs and i don't know where to and you know, Irene, who owns that business, again, somebody who works for herself mm -hmm. under the house, like, man, she is an artist in her own right. Holy. It's harder than people think, man. like, to get it perfect. Yeah. Man, yeah. framing yeah. is like, I, I've come to appreciate framing as the art that celebrates the art. Yeah, yeah. Like, it Absolutely. Is. It's like a, um, I look at it like it's um, a portable museum. Yeah. So if you want to protect, you know, an artwork yeah. and, and, you know, you'd put it in a museum or a, or a beautiful high-end art gallery and, like, it'd, it'd be curated and looked yes. after and packaged and the air, the it's air quality, that. it's that. It's just, it's basically just a smaller version of that that you can take yeah. off the, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm yeah. like, I almost had a heart attack when she said it was like 250 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know, when you realize that it's not the Kmart frame and that she, like, literally makes this thing from scratch. Like, mm -hmm. she doesn't pull a frame off the shelf. She measures the thing yeah, and yeah, gets yeah. the dimensions right yeah. and gets the, Cuts the you know, and gets the colors yeah. and the things. Yeah. And I'm now at the point where I've actually, she's framed, like, seven or something pieces mm. for me. Yeah. And I now just turn up with an artwork and I'm like, do your magic. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, man. Yeah can elevate a work of art yeah anyway massive no massive. no i i think no that's how's that for an artistic journey <laughs> for, for, for a bloke that's like oh yeah art <laughs> yeah i think people underestimate framing um you know as i said earlier on in the introduction i sell limited edition art prints as well which are yeah. a1 size so they're oh, what, 54 centimeters wide by you know 800 deep sort of yep. size like they're pretty decent size um and you know, when your customers buy them from my Shopify store and, you know, I usually get an email going, I just bought this. I love it. Yeah. How do I go about framing it? I'm like, well, you got two options. One, you can go to <laughs> Officeworks, Domain, Harvey Norman. They all sell off-the-shelf A1 frames for yeah. 50 to $60. Yeah. 
or if you want a longevity out of it and you yeah. really love this piece and you want to have it forever go and see your local frame go and see it forever oh, you man. might for that size you might you'll probably pay double the amount of what the print costs oh totally but like it's but it's it's worth but, it yeah and, and then it hangs with pride in your room and the other thing yeah. i've come to discover is like you take a photo of the space mm -hmm. like where it's going to be hung and you show that to the framer yeah and yeah. they will like match decor and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, they'll yeah. match the colors yeah. and the whole yeah. shebang yeah geez we've changed yeah i'm like <laughs> i've got a blue leather couch <laughs> here we are designing integrating the colors of our framing with the, the blue uh, frame to match the couch oh, yeah the internal palette of the home. oh boy oh boy have yeah yeah we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well since we jumped so far off track I'm yeah gonna, I, I want to back it up again. yeah yeah of so you, you've done your um you've done your expo yeah um in foot in family or tenerife all right either way you've done your underground Same new york code. like <laughs> kicking ass showing yep. people that maddie stewart's a legend um what what happened next um i think um even then after that I, I obviously started get orders from that and like i got a lot of um i had a publicist by mm. that stage so i got a lot of pr and and media out of it and so i started to get orders yeah um but even then it was still a slow burn it's yeah. still um it was it was a faster burn but it was still, yeah it was still a slow burn hard yards. um and something something that we can talk about you know in a minute but oh, yeah. i cre i painted for that exhibition um i painted an artwork that was would go on to be um probably one of my most famous works and if i tell anyone what it is they'll they would have seen it somewhere mm. whether it would have been copied in bali or copied in the uk or you know um and i'm sure there's probably thousands of people that have copies of it but i actually painted that artwork as part of that exhibition and really? it didn't sell what it did not sell. I held yeah. on to that for nearly 12 months. Seriously? Yeah. Because this is the thing. I know exactly the artwork that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Because Maddie has become successful enough to literally have, yeah, people steal this artwork and make replicas of it. And people, like in particular over in Bali, like yeah, there's tons yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen photos of them. I've yeah. seen people post photos. I've never been, but like every, not so much recently, but when it first started, it still yeah. has happened. But when it first started happening, sort of rewind like six, seven years ago, um, I would get just random people that follow me on social media just being over there on holidays and sending photos of these, yeah. you know, street side galleries and proper galleries of my, not even that artwork, like anything that I would post on social media, Seriously, copies of it. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But not only myself, there was the likes of David Bromley, um, um, Anya Paint, I can't remember her, Anya Brock, who's, yeah. who's a, I think she's a Perth artist. Like a, anyone who started to have artwork being seen in the public eye that was real contemporary and, yeah. and popular yeah they just they copy in five seconds yeah yeah. And, yeah and like that's i mean that's crazy twofold you know that horrible to have your ip being stolen mm. but crazy that you've tapped into something that resonates with people at that scale where it is copied yeah yeah it's yeah. both an extraordinary compliment and an extraordinary insult simultaneously <laughs> absolutely and i can laugh about it now in the, in the very beginning i was furious yeah. oh, like mate. you know you think how yeah yeah but i can laugh about it now it's um it's one of those things that um you know it just it it happens like yeah. it's there's nothing you can do about it unfortunately over there like they're just they got a free-for-all which is why you buy yeah. a rip off any brand over yeah. there um 
the, the place that I could start doing things about it was when people would go over and buy like 50 of them, uh, roll them up, come back, stretch them and sell them in yikes. Australian stores. So yeah. the amount of cease and desist that I've sent out over the years, like, and, and they'll... 99% of the time people don't realize that it's a copy and right. within minutes it's off their website. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very apologetic, but you'll get a couple of people that go, Oh, well, jam it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and again, this goes all the way back to why only people that are fighting the wars as a business owner get it. Yeah. Cause like when you are having to literally fight people. Yeah. You know, yeah. For yeah. your work. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's that's again, that's because sadly, as a business owner, you will end up, you know, in legal stashes with people. I've found that that's just what ends up having to happen. Yeah, and and again, that's that's a frustration and a pain that only somebody that has been through it, mm, yeah, can fully appreciate. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So you're a big deal. You're being sold overseas uh, in, <laughs> in replica. Um, no, so so like that because I mean that's that's a crazy time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was it was just after that that um there was a store in um this is when it this is when momentum started to gather like yeah, after right. this thing that this happened and you bit. know where it's where this it's a good bit this is the uplift <laughs> so obviously i'm just you know i'm uh, painting i'm trying to make a living i'm lucky that i have a partner who has a successful business yeah. and where you know is, has full confidence in me of what i can do and that knows as well in her own heart yeah. that it's it's right, she believes yeah she believes so shout out to our wife yes right. <laughs> without them yeah. um so i got some so after that i got um uh, asked to send some artworks down to a store in paran in um in melbourne called fenton and fenton which mm. at this at that time was the like was the interior design place to go to yeah, nice. in Melbourne, if not the country. Like, you know, they were selling the latest of this and the latest of that. Um, so I sent a, um, I sent two pieces down and, um, and then you, you can finish the story because you know what happens no, next. No, 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 this is your story. So I sent two pieces down. They were down there for a couple of weeks. Um, and then it was, I think it was a, Thursday night, Anna and I had gone out to dinner to Beccafino. Shout out to Beccafino, the most amazing Italian restaurant <laughs> in Brisbane, um, which was across the road from us. So we've gone, oh, let's just go out for dinner. You know, we're, you know, it was a Thursday night. And then uh, my phone was in my pocket on silent and I just felt nonstop vibration. Oh, this is weird. Like, so That's I got it strange. out and just went, yeah, because my, you know, you get yeah. likes every now and then, but yeah. what's what's going on? So I don't have that many friends. I can't be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting spammed here. And um, what it actually turned out was um, uh, was Megan Gale had actually bought one of those artworks from Fenton and Fenton and had posted it on her social media, saying, "I just bought this amazing artwork." Amazing. And that right there was the tipping point in my career. That was the moment. That was the moment. That it, well, it was one of the moments. That was the very first big moment because at the time, I think she had maybe 200, 200 250,000 followers. Yeah. Um, I think she's grown a lot since oh, then. Sure. But um, she, it, all, it all of a sudden went out, this visual of this artwork went out to all these people that had never seen my artwork and, yeah. and people mostly in Melbourne but all over the country that were – the right demographic had the right amount of um income like it just yeah. all the stars it just, just align all, uh, the magic moment yeah the tipping point and we had to um i was just showing my wife i just went oh my god look and i was look getting 
inquiries and emails and oh, I want boy. this. How much is this? Oh, and I wasn't God. ready for it. No, no, I had. Well, again, mate, you've been slumming it for <laughs> you know for how long? And yeah. you're there going, oh, okay, you know, one day. I had. And you're no, like, oh God, it's the day. Yeah, and I had no <laughs> Shopify store at that side. I was literally like replying to people, like, oh. and I just said to them, like, quick, let's eat. We've got to get yeah, home. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna and go. I just, I, I literally, I think I spent the next five or six hours <laughs> just replying to people. Like, I had a copy and paste. Oh. They're like, how much is it? Like, do you do, you do different? sizes i love so all of a sudden i was getting all this traffic in and interest and people and then i think i had about in in five hours i had about six months worth of bookings holy like that just like that just boom yeah yeah and, uh, and my instagram grew i think about by about two two and a half thousand people in yeah, right. in a couple of hours see that's, was, that's yeah. crazy and yeah. the, oh, that is the best story because, I mean, back at that point in time, and this is what I remember most vividly, is you'd go into David Jones in Brisbane City and there was like a two-storey high uh, picture of Megan Gale. Yeah, yeah. And like, right. you, you know, you'd walk in there and you'd just salute her. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what a, you know, what a beautiful human. Yeah. And then she was single-handedly responsible. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah. An absolute corner being turned. Yeah. Yeah. And and people going, Who's this? Who's this dude? I yeah. love, love yeah. what he does. And you know what the funny thing is? Like she is the most beautiful person as well. Like she's yeah. so humble and down to earth. And I've gone on after that, that, I went on to paint an artwork for her son River when he was born. Yeah. I think he's about five or six now. Um and then her husband commissioned me to because she was in the new Mad Max movie. She yeah. played a role in that. So um her husband then commissioned me to paint an artwork of her in that role oh, for that. her birthday. I yeah. think it was her 40th, maybe. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. I don't think we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was her 21st. 21st. I'm sure. You're like yeah. 21 forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and then of you know, I've um she's one of those people that, you know, I can I've I've never met her in person, but I've conversed yeah. with her um, via social media and phone yeah. over the years and stuff. So she's a very nice, beautiful person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and just that's that, just the best. And, and you know what the great thing was? She bought that artwork because, for no other reason, because she, because she appreciated yeah, it. She yeah. liked it. Yeah. Isn't that, that's literally exactly what we were talking about. Mm. For, for whatever reason, you look at it, it resonates with you, it makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. And man, isn't that the best feeling? Like, yeah, somebody yeah. that makes stuff for a living when somebody sees your work and goes, oh, I really love that. Like, yeah. That's special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, that's, I think that's what made it even more so she wasn't buying it for any other no. reason other than, oh my God, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. 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 Before you were famous. Yeah. Mate, she believed. <laughs> she did. That's a hell of a story. That one, like you, you can't get tired of those sort of stories. Like, no, no. Uh, but again, you know, what's, what's the time, what's the time scale here? So, you know, we're talking, what's that 2010 to like what year like how many years oh god between was... like going i'm going to be an artist and then like that that life-changing moment god the, the years have gone by so fast i well we got married in 2016 i remember like yeah. it was 2015 when she 2015. purchased it so it was just before that yeah because yeah. i remember going wow that's you know, but like that, that's a grind know. so what's that that's five years four four or five years i'm trying to for, oh yeah, 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 yeah until that point. Yeah, yeah, to that point. Yeah, yeah. So four or five years. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about five years. About yeah. five years. Yeah, and, and again, this is. It was just five years point. of doing that. Yeah. Yay! Oh, shit. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm broke again. Yeah, like, and I think it's important for people to realize that too. Like when you get to a certain point, and not that I'm, you know, where yeah. I, you know, but 
they're you know you go through the first oh. few years like those sorts of things you know terrible take time yeah yeah five years and, and i just think that that's so important oh i just think that's so important to talk about because mm. like that that's a long stretch oh yeah and yeah i, I often reflect on this because you know I, I think i was 28 or something when, you know when we first the, the business was something that we registered and decided we were going to do yeah and you know i'm still working other jobs if you had told me back then that like i think it was two years until like i got a paycheck and my paycheck was like 90 dollars for a week's work mm. like if you actually if you knew how bad it was going to be in terms of how long you'd never start no no like if in a no. rational sense yeah you go okay in five years you're going to have a win but what you got to do is you got to work your ass out for next to nothing for half a decade. But after that, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the worst. That's that, like, that is the worst. <laughs> like who in their right mind would go, Oh yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and on the flip side of it too, I think it's probably good that, you know, that these, um, <laughs> these influencers or whoever you want to see that yeah. have these supposedly perfect lives that yeah. the people are looking up to and go i can be that it gives oh. them these grandiose ideas that they can become that very quickly yeah but hear me out yeah there please. might be a good side to it um maybe two percent of those people do go on to create an amazing business and you know yeah. because they have no idea of the pitfalls in those first few years they go Definitely. in with you know with rose-colored glasses and yeah I, and look yeah. i think i think that's right and again you see that with people that have you know big success very early mm-hmm. um and you know it's a common story you know around the world you, you know, look at child actors and all that sort of stuff yeah where yeah. you know it, it it goes too big too fast yeah yeah and you know the, mate there's always a price to be paid mm-hmm. and that price often seems to be a lot worse yeah where yeah. you know the the descent because obviously people love a fall from grace that that always yeah, plays yeah. well um they're brutal whereas i guess that is the upside is that you know we have been forged in the fires of hell um so that you know when you finally have some success the other thing that's happened is you have a humility because you've just bounced along the bottom for so long yeah yeah like i know that's certainly my case like i'm so grateful for anybody that chooses to do business with me yeah yeah because you know, there was a time when nobody wanted to. It gives you tools in your toolbox that you never would have had. I think that's the best way of looking at it. Um, Yeah, because it's, you know, you know how to, not only the gratefulness, it it gives you the ability to deal with situations that um, that you've dealt with before that, you know, that if you just went straight into success and then all of a sudden had a, you you would freak out and not know how to handle things. You you wouldn't know how to handle it. That's Mm. what happens. You know, you know how to have difficult conversations. You know, you can read the tea leaves, you can read the vibe. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all, uh, you know, the intuition and learning to trust the intuition Mm -hmm. and not having to rely. Cause also I do see this a fair bit where people are relying on, you know, third parties entirely on, you know, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, I never have to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. And generally, whenever somebody else tells me what to do, I'll probably do the opposite. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm not interested in that. I, yeah. I have nothing but faith in my own intuition because it's always been right. Yeah, of course. Might not have been 100% right, but the direction was within a few degrees of where yeah, I wanted yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you, you I mean, that experience is... um 
has given you that confidence to get, you know, even if you, you know, like you said, even if it wasn't the right direction, you just know you're heading in that general yeah. direction. You're not way off the mark. No, you're not way off yeah, the, you, yeah. you know, you, you're within career of where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Do we have to be thankful for, for the battering that we've taken over the years? Is, is this what we have to do? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you. So I've, I've got a lot of memories. I've got a lot of good memories yeah. of, of all the time. And like we actually quite often laugh here because um, we used to go and spend, because again, we didn't have an office. We didn't have anything. Um, we'd go and spend Monday mornings in New Farm Park and we'd do like our team meeting. And yeah. like our team meeting is like the three of us that own the business. <laughs> um, and, you know, we'd have a cup of coffee. We'd sit at the bench. We'd talk about what we're trying to do you know, talk about the clients that we were working on, you know, we play some basketball um, because, like, we literally had that much free time. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so much free yeah. time when you don't yeah. have any clients. Uh, you're not making any money, but uh, you've just, you know, I, I look back on that from where we are now. Yeah. And, like, I'm really grateful for that. Mm. Like, it was really special time. Yeah. Because you're there imagining what the business might look like mm -hmm. and you're there imagining what, yeah you know i could put it like this and you would understand this too it's like it's when you and your partner are thinking about what your little offspring will be like and yeah. imagine this and imagine that yeah. and don't get me wrong there sometimes they're little terrors but yes. you're thinking about all these a miniature version of you and then they come out and you see them later on and you yeah. sort of look back on and go oh that's exactly yeah you know it's 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 like that with a business like you're you're imagining what your baby's going to be like and how it's you know, and those little conversations might not mean anything at that time, but then down the track, you'll look back on them and go, oh, wow, okay, we were, that remember when sense. this person bought that, or, yeah. you know, we were hoping that this would happen. This is that a time. beautiful story. I'm so glad that we're actually, like, laying this down. Yeah. So, Megan Gale has posted your work. Mm -hmm. You are now the artist, Matt Stewart. What happens next? Um, so, from that, all of a sudden, Fenton and Fenton had a spare wall space and realize see they got a good kick out of it as well oh, because perfect. she yeah Bought they were already yeah absolutely they were already uh a well known deal. but that yeah. that gave them extra clout as yeah, well good one. um so lucy fenton who was actually the owner at oh, i think she is still the owner um yeah. she contacted me and said okay obviously you know that sold can yeah. we have another one well, so i sent her another one in a different colorway um and then I think maybe, I don't know the timeline, maybe a yeah. few weeks later, the block was filming. Only oh, the, the TV show, the block, too. yeah, was filming oh, a couple of streets away. You're and one of the contestants went in there. And my artwork was only like on the screen for, I've got the screen grab of it on my computer at home. So oh, three seconds, let's say three seconds. It was nothing. It was almost a pan across. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all. They started getting inquiry and then yeah. they were just funneling it to me. It's this. So I got a second wave, Another not as big, big as the Megan wave, but I got a second wave from all the people that were watching the television show going, oh my God, I want that artwork. Where do I get it? So And see, um, this is where you need like a Dennis DeNuto style, you know, yeah, brass plaque on, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was when the block used to be a good TV show and it wasn't all about just creating drama. It was like, you know, it was yeah. an interesting show yeah, to you, watch about renovating and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching it last night. Oh, the other night they were abusing them because they didn't put the PowerPoint in the right place. And I'm like, oh, it's very, well, it's going to be a wanky. Mate, yeah. a lead. Should yeah. Be right. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> here's your laptop. But like, that's what they were grilling them on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They built this in like yeah. a week. Yeah. Having renovated myself. Oh, it's, man, it, it sucks. It's so impossible. Bad. Yeah. It is yeah. impossible. Yeah. Like, I, oh, my 
God, I would yeah. never do it again. Yeah. It's horrible. I think I stopped watching that show maybe three or four years ago yeah. when it just got to that point. It was just, it was all about, um, which is funny for us to say, it's all about brand management, uh, brand placement, yeah. sponsorship yeah, brand placement. and everything. Yeah. So, and see, I'm down with brand placement, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's it, very it, literal. It, there's, there's a dance. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Megan Gale. Yep. The block. Yep. How can it possibly get any bigger than that, Matty? <laughs> what, what on earth could happen? How? How do you get bigger than that? I think I went, uh, <laughs> and this is where our paths, like, really, I mean, we we're, were always mates, but this is when we really interlocked as, like, yeah. working together again. So um, I think I had about 12 months of that just, you know. Madness. Madness, like, keeping up with orders from those previous two incidents, yeah. let's call them. Um and you know, and and still to this day, I still get work from that. Like it's, I that's mean, we're crazy. talking like you know, that's a few years ago now. A few years ago, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember the year that we did um, the first collaboration? I'm trying to think well, back to. Hey, oh, mate, I reckon that was 2014. If I'm doing my math correctly, actually, yeah, actually, 2014. I, I okay, looked, I actually looked them up yesterday, and I actually watched them. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, so 2014, I receive an email from. Um, I can't even remember her name now, but the email address was at disney.com.au. I remember the name. Do you? Beck Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. Was well, Beck Hamilton? So I think it was even just Beck at Disney. Yeah. It was something really simple, and her and I, you know, I had to do a double take and yeah. just think, oh, cool scam. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So, as as if. Yeah. But yeah. Turn, I'm like, yeah, cool. Turn it up. Um. So they um. So I received this email. Um, we are uh, bringing the Lion King um, theatrical music event to the Lyric Theatre. We would like to uh, celebrate the, the PR and the launch media around having some artworks created. So mind blown. Like this is this made the previous stories like, yeah. So here we have the biggest, actually I think they were bigger than Apple at the time, the biggest business in the world. Yeah contacting me going we want you and and not even the biggest like the biggest creative yeah, like matt it's disney yeah yeah like, yeah what? and you go what? what hang on a minute like i'm just like creating artworks yeah. in the valley in brisbane like yeah 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 so um it turned out to be real obviously i like, said yes what? <laughs> <laughs> um and then they wanted to document it and they just and then there was not even a question. Oh, I just, and that's why I, I, I think I was out of that meeting in about 30 seconds and I was on the phone. I'm like, all right, we've got this. I need you to, yeah. And this is, this is again the thing that you, you can't underplay is like the, the friendships and the people in your life and the, like, because you altered the course of my life mm. with, you know, that gift that came to you. Yeah. You shared that with me and in turn that altered the course of my life. Yeah. And 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 see at the time I wasn't even thinking that. I would ju I just thought no. I've got this opportunity. Kick ass. They want to pay yeah. someone to do like, a production. Yeah. I know I, I know the right people. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to do an awesome job. And then yeah. And I wasn't thinking that it would turn into no. what I did for you guys. No. Yeah. No. Mate, it was just one job. It was just a mate like, to a mate going, yeah. they're really good. Yeah. I trust them. This so you cool. need to trust them. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that was crazy. So tell me about that. Tell me what you did. Tell me the, uh, you know, what did, what did you do for them? Yeah. So, uh, and I, can you put links up on this later yeah, on? Yeah. Yeah. I can throw yeah. the links in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, um, 
there is a link which Scott will put up, which um, a TPR Media filmed and produced and <laughs> documented. I painted um, at the time. It's I wish it was somewhere different, but this is how they wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I painted three canvas artworks um, of the three main characters yeah. in my style, um, but had a bit of a Brisbane th theme. You know, it had the river running through it, um, and I painted it in the very middle of Queen Street Mall, which is, um, which is crazy. And I think they did it there because they were from Sydney. They didn't know any better. And I think yeah. they were kind of guided someone. Yeah. They go like, where can everyone see it? Oh, and yeah, then mate, someone from Brisbane Marketing went, middle of the mall, outside Hungry mate, Jacks. straight outside Hungry yeah. Jacks. Because <laughs> do you know what you get there? You get the very finest of what Brisbane has to offer. You do. You get the art connoisseurs you that do, appreciate everything. You do, the art connoisseurs of Brisbane uh, <laughs> at Hungry Jacks. We had an interesting time producing that, didn't we? We had oh, all kinds of people. We had to get the police involved and good uh, yeah, good stories. But um, so I painted them there live, um, finished them, and did it. Took them back to the studio. and did a couple of touch-ups, yeah. And then they hung in um, as a three-piece in the foyer of um, of Cupac for yep. the duration of the Lion King, which I think it was a long run, wasn't mate, it? it was. That was because it was run. one of their biggest spreads. Oh, mate, yeah. Lion King. Like 12, 12 months or something? At, I, at yeah. that point in time, Lion King is the biggest thing Disney theatrical had ever done. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolute monster. Yeah, because now they turn up with, you know, Mary Poppins and they do like a two-week run or something, but that thing was or whatever they do now. Yeah. Yeah, that was massive. That, that at the time, yeah, that was because I mean, yeah. that was when again musical theater you know really turned mm. turned a corner and you know there was less of you know full respect to Andrew Lloyd Webber but you know there was less of that style yeah, yeah. and then more of this new yeah style yeah yeah theatrical production which yeah. again was very much led by you know the work of the Lion King at Disney yeah yeah and I think um for me going back to when I said yes I actually saw the Lion King theatrical theatrical production in um, Broadway in 2001 mm. when I was there in New York. So I remember... That's like back when it started. Like yeah, I think it was only a days. year or two into it. Yeah. Um, and That was the start of... Yeah, and it's even giving me goosebumps now just thinking about it. Like I, you know, saw that and I remember at that point going... Just going oh my god this is the coolest thing i've yeah. ever seen because it was you know i was a big fan of the movie growing up yeah. and i saw it and just went it's like the movie but it's not like the movie but it's it it's that live performance yeah, gives it so much special. extra yeah so coming into that i already had that experience that you know i'd already seen it and experienced it and so mm. forth even even though it was a long time prior to that um yeah so and that sort of yeah, I painted that, and then yeah. yeah, we got the really cool benefits from going backstage and seeing all the yeah, costumes. Getting, I mean, you all. more so than me. I I went a couple of times to QPAC and had a bit of yeah. a tour, but I know you. I mean, you can go on about that. You've spent a lot more time, I mean, mate. This is the Matt backstage. Show. This, is, <laughs> this isn't my show. But yeah, I I think the funniest part is that you know you got me involved in musical theatre, and truth be told. I didn't really know anything about musical theatre at that point. In time. <laughs> um, you know, now I am a uh, connoisseur of the arts, um, but like my background was like motor racing. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. the funniest part. Yeah, but like you know, I, you know, I, I love the story in things, yeah. and you know, our, our cinematographer Phil. I mean, he has just always had you know the most beautiful eye and the technical mm -hmm. talent of mm -hmm. you know all all the skill um you know of, of the actual execution of the work um but you know my my fun part has always been you know the people the stories 
like exactly the same as like what we're doing right now. I'm yeah. fascinated by people. I'm fascinated by their stories. I'm fascinated by the journey. Um, and, you know, that was the big thing with the work that I ended up doing um, with Disney Theatrical is I was just blown away by the level that people work at. And this is actually the thing that I came to appreciate with it. And I'll, I'll jump off on a tangent because mm-hmm. I love a good tangent. Um, <laughs> you know, working in like the international motorsport stuff, the thing that always blew me away was the people at the top of their game. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The, much like a career in art, to choose a career in motorsport is not the smartest choice. You know, you don't It's go, probably even more oh, so because the expense involved mate, is, yeah. You, you don't yeah. go there for family-friendly hours. No. You know, you don't go there for the monster paycheck. You don't go there, you know, for the, uh, you know, sensible schedule or the working conditions or, like, mm-hmm. racetrack food. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> all of it is terrible. Like, you know, you're sleeping in crappy motels, you're traveling, you're, yeah. you know, you're hot, you're tired, you're actually, you're exhausted. And, you know, if you physically work on the car, if something breaks, you're working through the night. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you're working all the next day. And if it's a 24-hour race, you're not sleeping for three days. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. It's one of those careers where the glamour Mate. far outweighs the background. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it's Instagram influences, like, yeah. It's yeah. that. It's like the the glory shots are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like people look at it and go, "Oh my god!" But the actual people doing it, mm. man, they're working harder than anyone yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. And the only way you end up there is because there is nothing else in this world that you would rather be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And because of that, you get an extraordinary caliber of human mm-hmm. who is you know, dedicated to their craft. Willing to put everything on the Mate, line to... Everything, yeah. every day, every time, you know, no matter how you are feeling, what's going on, the only thing that matters is you, the team, the race. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you give it everything you have got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll take you, it can take you a week to recover. I don't know how Formula One teams do it, to be honest with you. I, I think that... Back-to-back weekly back races. Back to, you know, yeah. something races a year. Yeah. I physically don't know how they do it. Like, it's terrible for, you know, families, relationships, yeah, that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. Mate, you're just away. Yeah. And, you know, if the team needs something, like, yeah, bad luck, yeah. you know, the, the team will get right of way. But, again, coming back to it, it's the it's the calibre of human. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked about this before with, like, our production teams and stuff. It's yeah, that same yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, when at, at the pinnacle of an industry, particularly where there is – you know, some sort of artistic endeavor or some sort of creative endeavor or some sort of, you know, it has to be a bad life choice. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. It's not, you know, <laughs> become an accountant, you'll get a government job, or, you know, where, where you're just guaranteed to work for life. Yeah. You know, you've chosen to pursue something that means something to you mm-hmm. and you've got to work your ring out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. interestingly, that for me was also the point that I connected with in musical theater. Mm hmm where the people that work on those shows, you know, the actors back of house, like, mate, the people that work on those shows, like that is, that is a brutal business. Isn't it? I know. Mate, yeah. Eight shows a week. Yeah. You know, X yeah. number of months, you know, you can be the star in the show. And then at the end of that run, like you're unemployed again. Yeah. 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 Like you. Yeah. Out of a job. Yeah. There's nothing. And it's, um, 
I was actually stunned when I found out how much the the lead cast get paid. Not yeah. to mention, you know, the um, as it filters down through yeah, yeah. stagehands and so forth, and and everyone else involved in the production. But yeah. that just goes back to saying, you know, that they're doing it for the passion. They Mate. do it because they love what they Mate, do, they and it's it. it's not it's not a monetary thing. No, yeah. it's it's because they, they get enough money to, to yeah. get by, but they're not earning what you think. No, no, they no. Would be like earning. it's it, you know, it's not mega bucks. You no, know, you're, no, you're not going to the Bahamas and retiring after mm, one show. Yeah. Like you got to work. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to build a profile and you've got to do it over, you know, months, years, decades. Yeah. Right, this all sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you want to become, yeah. you know, one of the superstars of the industry, you know, that is a, a massive commitment mm -hmm. and a massive journey. But that was the, that was the thing that, that just enthralled me initially about, you know, because there's somebody that had no background in theatre. Like, I mm. had no right to be there. I, <laughs> you know, when I, I look back and I laugh at it now. Um, but, like, that was the beauty that I saw in it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Because then you've continued on yeah. in the production side oh, of bonkers. it. Like, but it's it's obviously that reason that sort of, totally. you know, I mean, obviously you're professional. You guys yeah. do, you do amazing things. You're very good at what you do. And that's a huge part of why you kept getting work through yeah. these brands but for someone going into it that had no background in it nope. you saw that you saw that sort of angle I, of it i and saw this thought, okay, yeah, it. yeah 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 and that i think was actually part of the gift and how a lot of that went so well mm -hmm. was people end up in a bubble and that was the thing that i sort of noticed was they had a formula and they would just sort of do everything the same way yeah yeah and me as joe average I'd go, but why? You know, if you're trying to talk to people like me yeah. who are like, you know, I could go, I could afford to go, but like, why? That was the thing that that I wanted to dig into mm -hmm. was, you know, start looking at some of these beautiful stories in and around it and yeah. just start exploring those and, you know, really humanize it a little bit more and make it less you know, less of just the, you know, polished what you see on stage, but, you know, getting to know the performers and getting mm -hmm. to know the people back at house and, you yeah, know, yeah. lifting the curtain on a lot of that stuff. Because in our earliest days, we actually weren't allowed to shoot, like, side of stage or back of house. Like, you just weren't allowed. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely not, which mm -hmm. seems crazy today. Yeah, But, yeah. like, mate, if it was on the other side of the curtain, it was off limits. Yeah. The only thing you're allowed to show was what was on the stage. What the audience would see. And yeah. The only footage you're allowed to use of what was on stage was like professional APK footage. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you dare be shooting things and yeah, like. Yeah, um, yeah. It yeah. was so heavily controlled. Um, but, you know, that storytelling side really took it to different places. And, you know, same way as anything else I've ever gone into. I just, I just do stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's much the same as what you do. Like, yeah. you just do, do it for yourself. You go, what would I want to see? What would entertain yeah, me? Yeah. What would entertain me? Yeah. And I've always found that to be a pretty good litmus test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that shows when you actually look at, um, you know, the production that you've done yeah. surrounding all those performances as well. Yeah. 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 It's like, I dig it. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. I look yeah. at it and, like, I'm proud. I'm, like, bursting with pride. Yeah, 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 know, yeah. To go, I can't believe that, like, we're allowed near this, let alone yeah. actually film it. Um, and, and, and like I watch, you know, I watch the work that, you know, we've been responsible for producing. And I even go back, you know, I watch the stuff that, you know, we did for you back then. And like it just, 
it's still to this day, and I mean, it's years later, and it just it hasn't aged. Mate, it it's hasn't still, aged. Yeah, it's it still, still gives beautiful. Me, it gives me goosebumps. Like, you know, whenever I um, uh, you know, I've done a lot of um, donated a lot of artworks for yeah. charity auctions and things like that over the years, yeah. and normally they'll get me up and speak. Yeah. you know, one-on-one -on -one just to give it a bit of clout and, like, so people know what they're bidding for and so forth. But the one thing that I always give them, they're like, have you got a reel or anything like that? Yeah. I always give them the um, Cirque du Soleil video yeah. because that gives me goosebumps that, um, that still crack. to this day. And I was there doing it. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. And uh, that one was very special. And, again, this is where, you know, because, again, the, no one person makes the magic happen mm -hmm. um but like in that instance like mate phil scanlon had it like he oh. he he just he went Absolutely. over Gun. and above yeah and the man you know again you know without him you know none of these things would happen yeah and, you know yeah. he has worked his butt off and you know we were just side by side in the trenches going we don't know what we're doing but yeah. man we are gonna <laughs> smile and we are gonna figure it out um and like, it's just, it's so crazy because that, I remember that time vividly mm -hmm. because, you know, when you were doing the Cirque du Soleil work, um, cause it's a go between bridge. So, or what, what's yeah, it called? It's on, it's on, the... Yeah. The go between bridge between Hale street and West end. So yeah. there's leading up to that on the inbound lanes, there's four pillars on Coronation yeah. drive. It's those ones. Yeah. The four pillars between the, the road and the bikeway. So yeah. again, if you're yeah. a real Brisbaneite, yeah. you, you, you've driven past them, you know, this is the yeah. dude, it was this guy. So the week that that was being painted poured with rain poured with rain it was in late april and the reason i remember it to the day is that was when my son was born oh of course yeah that's right it was while we were Man, producing it yeah. i remember vividly yeah yeah because yeah. like i was going to be there and yeah because like, yeah. you know i love being you know on the ground for the production yep and yeah my wife went into labor and mm. my son was born that's right and like the craziest thing is we actually brought him like mate yeah, fresh, yeah. <laughs> baby fresh out of the oven um we actually brought him in a pram to that spot yeah like while while you were still painting. yeah 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 i remember that yeah 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 i know like crazy i mean you even went out of your way i think Ange. i don't know whether she's still in the hospital but you came down like i was painting there yeah. like to get that finished within the time frame i needed to um was just going back a little bit like logistically um they had a couple of options they could either close the go-between bridge because i had to be oh. on a boom lift over the top of the road to paint some of it um and it's a little bit dangerous with buses coming across from yeah. west end and turning left on a coronation drive so they either had to close it um which i think they would have just on one way they would have lost like 15 20 grand's worth of tolls just yeah. for that amount of time it's only like four hours or something or I had to wait till a certain amount of time at night. I think it was eight o'clock or something until the yeah. bus schedules went back yeah. to like every half hour. And you, when you'd see one, you'd move the boom lift out yeah, of the road. Yeah. Time. So I was there. I think Phil had gone home. I was there by myself and you actually came down like, oh, I and, remember. and shot some nice I've night actually, shots. I've yeah. actually got, yeah, I can actually see that photo in my head. I'd actually forgotten that I did that. Yeah, it was cool. Because I, I took a long exposure yeah, yeah, night yeah, shot yeah, of yeah. you with the boom lift. Oh man, i got to find that photo. Like, I've That's got it somewhere. Crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've totally forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you came. Oh, man. Made, so I had like a fresh one baby or two. Yeah. And wife at <laughs> home. old baby. Yeah. And I've left because, oh, man, I was not a great husband at that point, was I? Um, but, <laughs> <clears throat> and this is where I talk about, like, <clears throat> commitment to the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I left a wife and fresh baby to go and do the work. <laughs> and again, look, I, I don't, I, I look back at actually a lot of the stuff I did and how hard I was pushing at that point in time. And I actually regret it a lot. Yeah. Um, I yeah. actually feel terrible. Um, but like I was so single minded on. Yeah. Not to be too hard on yourself. I think you did. You came for maybe an hour and a half, two yeah. hours, and you were home again. So you weren't. Oh, no, you, like, it's not like, like you were spending the whole day there. That, yeah. that was just one of many. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ask the boss. She'll remember. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you got a more noted down <laughs> for future reference. <sighs> but like that was such a special, you know, that was such a special time. And I think the funny part with that is like that artwork was only really supposed to be up for the duration of the performance. Like, yeah, while yeah, yeah, town. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just um, become a part of the Brisbane skyline. Like, well, you know what it actually became a part of? It was the very first artwork and the start of the Brisbane Laneway project. So, seriously? Yeah, so the um, unofficially it was the first artwork from that Brisbane street really? art. Yeah, so... Wow. Because uh, in that in that particular project, I worked with uh, Cirque du Soleil, obviously, who yeah. paid for the artwork, um, but also um, Brisbane City Council on yeah, securing. They the like they yeah. did, they were because they, they had to find a location. Yeah, yeah, they're the I, ones. I that remember came. that. Yeah, and yeah. Because I remember going and doing the initial meeting there. Mm -hmm. We've yeah. actually got a photo of all yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> like standing there looking at it, looking at these columns. I'm yep. there going, mate, how are you going to do this? Yeah, they're 11 meters tall, and I'm like, dude, yeah, you, was... and you even like talk about full commitment. You actually got the license. I had to get a to license to operate a boom lift. lift. Yeah, so yeah. Like you're working at heights. Yeah, that sort of yeah, stuff. Again, yeah. Like that's full yeah. commitment. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There was no other way to produce it. Like they. No. Uh, I couldn't get a scissor lift in there, yeah. which I would have needed a license for anyway, but to get up and over the road and then to move to move yeah. around and stuff. Yeah. yeah you're not getting up there with a ladder. No, like. no, no. <laughs> I get halfway up the bottom half of the poles are painted and that's it. Because it's hard to get a scale on how big those are unless you stand underneath them. And like look yeah. Up. From the road, they just look like normal pylons, but yeah. you, um, when you stand, you stand next to them. They're like, yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. I think they're about three meters in circumference so you can't even put your arms yeah, stretch your arms around them like they're crazy That's yeah wild. yeah 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 okay so now and you go how can I possibly get any bigger than this uh, ridiculous so you know yeah you're working for disney you're doing street art yeah you know you mate it's just it's a crazy story isn't it mm. you know where, where did it go after that what what happened what's the next evolution um i think from that it feels like a blur um yeah. i remember if, you going into the prints yeah, yeah. Is I think I think the, well, the prints were a strategic yeah. point from my from. I think trying I to think, commercialize the art. Yeah, a bit, yeah. A bit I think from than that point, I was yeah, I was trying to. Um, I went okay, cool. Well, this is this is a business. Yeah. Like it's it's actually yeah, going to go it's somewhere. A real thing. Yeah, yeah. So then I started looking at it like that. I think up yeah, until then I was like, oh yeah, I'm just painting, and it's yeah. it kind of is what right, it is. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. So I'd started to take things a lot more seriously and run it, um, uh, you know, like with social media and so forth mm. and really start focusing on how I was posting, uh, you know, have my imagery right on Instagram, like making sure I kept everything clean and polished and, yeah. you know, but still authentic at the same time. But, you know, nothing's filtered. Like it, any artwork I put up is color perfect and and so forth so i started to really um look at it like a business and then mm. and one of those things was was artwork prints because i had a lot of uh a lot of inquiry from people saying because i think at that time yeah. my artwork started at two and a half whereas now they start at three and a half and go yeah. up and i think a lot of people were coming to me 
I was still selling a lot of artworks, yeah. but they were coming to me asking, yeah. you know, do you do anything smaller? Do you do yeah. anything cheaper? Do you no, do it's prints? Bit, bit spicy yeah. for my first piece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I just took that feedback on board and went, okay, well, what if I did limited editions of, yeah. um, of artwork prints, uh, from, and at that point I was purely just taking photographs of the artworks, yeah. you know, high res yeah. photos and cleaning them all up in Photoshop and then turning them into A1 artwork pieces. Yeah uh individually signed numbered and embossed stamp on them yeah. and you know you bought one of that time i was doing runs of 250 yeah. i've scaled back now to one one of 50. um i remember but you're also doing like the, the hand foil and stuff like yeah there was a heap of work there was in, in yeah piece. yeah but were, i was also selling him for a lot more too yeah. so um but, but you know the that that worked out really well so what i would see was someone would purchase a, a print and then maybe anywhere from sort of six months to two years later would come back and go, okay, now I'm in a better position financially. I can so afford cool. a, a canvas artwork or a mural or anything. Yeah. So it was a good way of getting them into my brand and uh, getting them introduced. And then, um, and then I have customers now that have on their third or fourth piece that started with an art print. Isn't that awesome? Mm, yeah. It's actually yeah. really beautiful. Like yeah, the, yeah. 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 I did it out of a business piece. point of view, yeah. but it's very humbling to know that they've gone okay well that's yeah yeah but yeah. it's also it's a reflection that they've looked at that in their house that work has brought them so much joy mm -hmm. over that time that they've come back and gone i'd like another slice of that yeah 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 that's Absolutely. actually really cool right? yeah that's yeah like a, you know when you get a great sausage roll yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's man. a good analogy oh. and you just got to go back to that bakery you're gonna get the pie next Mate. yeah oh, <laughs> Ah, uh, right. <laughs> sorry, I've got to back myself for that. that okay. one. <laughs> now I just it's, want a sausage roll. It's like an early lunchtime. Oh, it's nearly lunchtime. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've gone, we've gone on past the art prints. Like your life's obviously evolving a fair bit more at this time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're now married. Um, you know, you guys have. You know, uh, where, where are we up to in the in the creative journey? Uh, at that point. Um... It really just I, i'm just at the point of building a business and yeah. and taking orders really and i'm yeah. just um at that point i hadn't really looked at doing um a lot of uh commercial or residential murals i've yeah. done a couple here and there that's right um, that was the beginning of the dance yeah like becoming because most of your work had been like on canvas yeah and yeah that was i yeah. guess your first not was it is that your first sort of big scale mural or yeah, oh definitely that's that's certainly the biggest it's definitely the biggest i've painted um yeah that was my first yeah large scale mural yeah, yeah. first large scale mural yeah and then you started getting calls for more mm -hmm. um because you know i've obviously seen quite a lot of them and i've been a guest at a number of them mm -hmm. um you know where businesses started getting you in you know to do a big beautiful artwork and something that i've always enjoyed um and I hope you won't mind me sharing this, is that, you know, how you will, how you have the capacity as a designer, as a graphic artist, as a painter, where you can actually take a concept, you can design a concept and actually present that to them because of your suite of skills. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, it's not just some dude that's just going to like rip out some tags. Like they actually get to see and visualize the whole mural yeah, um, yeah. You know, before you actually go in and hand paint it. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's my, um, I know other artists do it, but not to the extent that I do. I think that's the, 
um, why I have become successful in the commercial realm, definitely with businesses, because yeah. I, I'll, you know, I'll have my initial site visit. I'll take photos of the space that it's going on to. Yep. I'll create the concept um, to suit that space. And then it'll be superimposed onto that wall or that space in Photoshop. So what you're seeing is an end result is 90 apart from a few paint trips here and there is yeah. you're basically signing off on, on what you will get artwork. as a finished artwork so it, it takes that guesswork out and and makes businesses feel a little bit more well secure. that's it because for a business and you know i say the same thing when i'm talking about you know sponsorship or pr or anything else mm. like businesses are generally not willing to gamble like, yeah oh, they, of course they need to be yeah. very sure on the outcome. yeah 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 and you know yeah. when it comes to something like this it might you know could seem a bit wild like you know we're gonna get this artist to paint mm -hmm. this thing yeah um yeah. whereas you know you can remove all that risk by being able to create that stuff on a computer first yeah 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 which i yeah it, and it does doesn't it it makes perfect sense as to why it's been so commercially successful for you because you've got that business now where you understand all those little finesse things of business that you know if you were just an yeah. artist out of the gates you might not understand yeah oh absolutely and i think um one thing that i do still get to this this day it's not so much anymore but i still get people um not blown away but sort of taken aback a little bit about how professional i am you know the yeah. comments like oh i thought we were just going to get a, a pencil sketch on paper or yeah. you know, how do you do this do you sketch it up first i'm like no no it's a little bit more yeah. more detail than, that. More like, than I, that yeah and when i explain it to them they're you know they're really surprised at how polished it is as a yeah. as a finished product and also as a concept and then um 80 percent of the murals that i paint like the, this comment will come by they'll go oh wow it looks exactly like the thing that we approved <laughs> yep and you're like gee what a shocker yeah that yeah. was literally the plan yeah like, and, you know. yeah so and i uh, and to what you said earlier on it's it's that um looking back at my career to to yeah. an extent is like those um everything that i have done has led up to this point so yes. Although I'm an artist painting walls and painting canvases, like those skill sets that I've had yeah. over that decade, I use every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it all just makes sense. Yeah. Connecting yeah. those dots. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's just wild. And look, that, I, I think, you know, unless I'm missing anything, that basically brings us up to the current day, doesn't it? Pretty much. Like, yeah. You know, because, you know, people are still, you know, you do limited runs of prints, you're still doing, you know, your own artwork plus commissions, and then you're doing murals. Yep. Um, Am I pretty close? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty I did a clothing range in during COVID, like just a limited run, yeah. and that went really well. But then I the logistics of it and like all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's oh, like oh. making stuff in bulk <laughs> is like so hard. It's hard. Yeah. I yeah. Anyone that does that stuff, people are like, oh, I'm gonna start a clothing brand. I'm like, have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's hard. It's a it's a lot of so much like anything. I mean even though it's an offshoot of my brand, you're still starting a new brand. Totally. Like you're starting something new and yep, from scratch every yeah, time. Yeah. But having said that, I still have clients that have ordered murals and artworks from me that started with a t-shirt during yeah, that gotcha. time. So it kind of did its own thing and, and worked a treat and it's something I always wanted to do. So it kind of ticked that, yeah. that box that I always wanted to do something in a, clothing range and it was only a limited run but well that's it and yeah. it gave you a chance to try it and I yeah think that's part yeah of the fun is you got to just keep trying all these things don't you like, yeah there's no absolutely. sense in you know just thinking about it you got to try it and see because yeah. you might 
one of those, you might like it. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. might like that process that I view as a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, like I, I, I did love it. Like it's, you know, yeah. coming up with the, the, the branded packaging and, you know, everything yeah. that goes along with it. Like, you know, that's the, the core of me. So I love that part of it, but it's, I did, it took up a lot of time that I could have been producing other artworks and yeah. And then obviously you've had a, a, a total uh, life change because, you know, as a, brisbane through and through mm. um yeah you've you've made the change yeah yeah made the sea change made the sea change. yeah and we're only not, uh, not even six months into it far out yeah i think um it all started on boxing day um boxing day last year yeah okay um anna and i my wife and i had just sat down we had a glass of red each and we were just like um we'd always wanted to move to the sunshine coast yep um, but I think in um, our minds, we we had a beautiful house in Brookfield, and yeah. you know we we ticked all the boxes that we wanted to do. But in our mind, we we're thinking, oh, we need the same sort of house at the coast, and you yeah. know that's like you know the the market up there is skyrocketing. Yeah. So it was double the price of what our house was worth, and we weren't ready to to take a plunge like that. And you know, and then that conversation led to uh, um, us going, well, we don't need that. Let's simplify. Yeah. Let's sell while the market's hot and we made really good money mm. on our house um and then yeah we live a five minute walk to the beach we've simplified our life yeah. it's amazing yeah so you even sound relaxed when you talk about it, it actually makes me i'm feel so relaxed. relaxed we were watching uh, you know not necessarily this week but mm. the last two three weeks we grab a coffee in the morning go down sit by the beach and you watch whales playing a couple of hundred meters off the beach like there's something even when they're not there, like there's something really grounding. I know everyone says it and it sounds yeah, yeah. a bit hippie-ish, but just no, being that, by the ocean in the magic. morning, it's like the power oh, that it has. It makes, it makes you feel tiny. Insignificant. Yeah, yeah. And it grounds you. You think, okay, cool. Well, I'm really nothing, so yeah. let's start my day. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's that feel. I, I, I equate it to that feeling of, um, you know, when you haven't flown in a plane for a while you've yeah. been, and you go on a trip and you've got your window seat and you take off and you look out and you go, Oh my God, look at this city that we live yeah. in is tiny and that's only one little speck on the planet. And then that makes you feel really insignificant and small and but in a good way, like, you know, yeah. it humbles you. Yeah. So it's been a good change. and It's been a really good change. Yeah. And what's next? What are you tinkering with? Uh, I'm trying, well, the idea was to try and slow down business a little bit, but I've actually gotten busier since I, I moved up there. I've got a lot Crazy. of clients moving from melbourne up to the eastern beaches and noosa yeah, okay. and so they're all like okay we've got a house now we need a mural and this artwork <laughs> and so i can't complain it's good but i'm trying to just yeah. um i'm still playing catch up from when we moved in like and yeah. we, we were renovating and all that sort of stuff so i think going into the new year i can um once all that's finished i can start to um take back life a little bit which is the whole idea of moving up there and start to space projects out and um uh, i think i said this to you the other day what mm -hmm. the the reason i wanted to do this was to play a little bit with my yeah. art because i'm you know producing works uh for orders even even though i'm creating them and creating the concepts um it doesn't allow me that much time to actually just be yeah. silly and play with the artwork and i think that's a that's something that i miss you've got to do stuff for the fun of it yeah yeah just for the joy even if it doesn't work the... out you just do it and you are up the the beauty of what i do is like i let the paint dry and you paint over it interesting i've reflected on this a lot it's one of the craziest things like i always think back 
to like when I was shooting for free and just doing it for fun and mm. like just turning up. They're probably your best week. days. <laughs> oh man, turning up every week because I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there was no reward. There was no financial reward. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just burning time. Mm -hmm. But like they're the best days, and you have a creative freedom that doesn't exist when you're working commercially. Yeah, because yeah. you know you you can push you can push the boundaries, but when you're just doing something for you. Like, it's just whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, I've found myself trying to chase that again more recently. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Over yeah. more recent years, you know, as we've become, you know, more successful commercially and, and I do a lot more of that style of work, much the same as yourself, you know, where I long for, yeah, just doing it just cause. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to, cause it's fun. Cause I like it. Yeah. I don't, um, and I think my position at the moment is I don't have, I've, I could probably count on one hand the amount of clients, especially in the last couple of years, that just give me 100% creative freedom. Yeah, full trust. Do what you think because I trust you. One of them is our mutual friend, Liam Talbot, who you there mentioned you earlier on. Like LT just said, yeah, built a new garage and said, I want 10 artworks. You do what you think. You know me. Let it rip. They turned out amazing. And, and yeah. he loves them because he's, you know, confident enough with my ability to to come up with exactly and knowing him well enough to go, yep, I, these are going to be perfect for what yeah. you need. And he loves them. Absolutely and it looks good. I've them. seen, I've actually, I've seen the art in the space. It, yeah. 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 And they're fun. Those, yeah. those things where you have full creative freedom and not to dismiss any of the work that I do commercially yeah. because you, you know, you're still creating something that's you're 85 to 90% joy. of, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, a, it's yeah. a selfish artist thing. It is. It's, yeah. it's nothing more than that. It's just that there's a, even if there's a mild tweak yeah. from the clients, like, well, it's not, it's not entirely yeah, it's, mine. It's not all mine yeah. because there's a purity to your work Yeah, when it's just, when it's just whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you... I, I, I dig that. I guess it's just, it's the rebelliousness in me. It's the, you know, the, the cavalier attitude of, you know, yeah. you're not telling me what to do. Do you not trust me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, no, I know. And I, you, I you resonate know. with it. Like I, 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 and, and I think it's important to say that, you know, I, am so grateful that you know people pay me to do this stuff yeah of course like, I'm beyond the, yeah grateful. i'm the same but there's i i think it's important you know as an artist as a creative as a like if you're not being true to yourself and again just making stuff for you that brings you joy that makes you smile i don't think you can progress as an artist yeah i, yeah. I think that there just has to be a part of that in what you do you know that allows you to push and you know what we're doing here at the moment is you know pushing me as a creator mm -hmm. because like i'm floundering like trying to make all this stuff work you're doing well and again you saw it when we turned up like yeah. mate, nothing was working nothing was plugged in like literally nothing worked yeah um because you know i'm a, i'm like stills photographer is how i would refer to myself if anybody ever asked mm -hmm. like that's the thing that you know, I am madly obsessed with, even though I do a lot of work in and around, you know, video, audio, all sorts of other things. Like I, I love the purity of a still image of a moment in time that cannot be recreated. It cannot be redone. Like once it's done, it's past. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with video, there is a lot more, you know, manipulation of time and space, you know, you mm -hmm. can put moments together yeah. that were not sequential. And I think that's, I've, as I've thought about it over time, that's what I've really enjoyed um, with the motorsport stuff. Yeah. Is yeah. that, you know, there's a huge intensity, there's a massive time pressure. 
And once that moment is gone, it's gone forever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's just an exquisite purity in getting the right angle, the right lens, the right camera, the right, you know, the sun in the right place. Like when it, all these factors that have to come together. And you're under a strict time frame too. Very like strict time within frame. Within seconds sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, you've got to be so accurate technically and you know when you get it right mm. oh man like, yeah 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 it's the best like yeah. that photo over your shoulder um of the the aston martins there yeah i can vividly recall taking those shots like i was hanging out the back of a car I was say we hang out the back of a van i was hanging out the back of a car and it was just a tiny little car Everyone like, see that think you think hyundai gets sort of size um and yeah so like if you you probably can't see it but no, what that no. car is is that's the aston martin vulcan which was aston martin's like hypercar and i was able to go there when they were developing the car so that's car number one um and we were there with like aston's r d engineers technical team and they were literally testing the car and so in that photo is the vulcan up front um driven by our mutual friend then it is flanked by two aston martin gt3 race cars and then you can't even see the fourth car in that shot but behind that v formation is an aston martin 177 like so to say that that was an extraordinary moment in time a lot of money in that shot <laughs> because you know on top of that we're at bernie eccleston's racetrack yeah. we're, we're staying at bernie's hotel um at circuit Paul ricard in the south of france mm. so you know like wild yeah and you know that photo to get that moment hanging out the back of a car so you've got your arm around one seat belt holding on to it <laughs> then you're operating your camera with one hand holding on to it with you know four fingers and working it and framing it and you know you're doing a little bit of machine gun work there to try and get it right um but that shot was also shot you know at a slower rate a slower frame rate um so you could get you know some motion in the shot yeah and you know like those cars are at pace and so <laughs> to get that shot with the poor ricard banner in the background with the cars in frame at the right height with the camera low enough man like the intensity of that moment getting that shot mm. is like through the roof yeah and you know the crazy part hanging out of the boot was actually me and another photographer so it wasn't just me there's like me and another dude in the middle boot of a, in the boot of a little hatchback <laughs> hanging out trying to shoot so again as i said the other side of the shot is never very glamorous yeah yeah um, yeah but like just yeah mind-blowing yeah but see you had so much fun doing it so, so much fun yeah yeah like the mate, the best moments of my life all this stuff like yeah, all, all yeah. these things that we've done and the stuff that we've made and the stuff that we get to do together and the stuff that we've got to do with our friends like that was a big part of why i even thought that like this what, what we're doing here might be interesting mm. is like just the craziness yeah yeah of some of the things that we've got to do by you know persistence and blind luck you know backed up by our, yeah we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Should be right like even now I said to my wife, like, I'm doing a crazy thing that I can't even talk about yet. And I said to my wife, I said, look, as long as I don't shit the bed, this will be incredible. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that's pretty much exactly what I've said every time that I've had one of these, like, just insane 
opportunities for like global brands, ridiculous yeah, yeah. moments where it's like bulk stress. And like, if you cock it up, it is like game over. Yeah. But like, for whatever reason, you don't cock it up and you know, you do a good job. Yeah. And yep. then something else crazy happens. Yeah. It's another, it's another notch on your trust belt as yeah. well. It's like, that's yeah. when you just bring more brands in yeah. and they go, well, you did it for, you're like, I got you this. did it for Disney. You did it for these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's no, like it's, it's stressful, but it's no stress. And I've come to appreciate that the stress is actually just the preparation. Yeah. And yep. if you're not stressed, you actually probably won't do a good job. Yeah. So yeah, like if yeah. you're peaking, like peak anxiety, that is actually the mental preparation. And, you know, you're working through all the possibilities of what may or may not happen. Yeah. So that when that moment comes and you need to be exceptional, you know, in this tiny, tight, complex period of time, you got yeah. this. Yeah. I, I agree 100% with that. I do the same with my murals. Like I'll, I'll visually paint them because, you know, I, I would have been to site at least once, sometimes twice. I'll visually paint them in my mind maybe two or three times, yeah. like, you know, a few days leading up the drive to, if I've got a bit of time or the flight to wherever yeah. I'm doing it. So you do, you know, you can expect things to go wrong. Mm. Um, and if they do, you're ready to tackle them. Yeah, Cause a lot of the it. time I'm balancing on ladders for hours on end yeah. and, you know, it's, I don't have time to, you know, to stress about something going wrong or nah. yeah. So I'll figure it out. Yeah. I want to have fun while I'm doing it too. That's the because that's when your best work comes oh, yeah. out. And if you can tackle those those hurdles before yeah. you actually get to and site. still have a wicked time, yeah, and still yeah. have that same. And, and this is the same one, like you know, bringing that massive energy, mm, yeah, where yeah. you just pump, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, pump. And that's how you get your best. Be, excuse me, your best work yeah. is just yeah, bringing the best of yourself. Now, Maddie, I reckon we've got to be somewhere near the end because <laughs> holy mackerel, um, we've been talking for an incredibly long time. And man, if anybody's listened this long, I'm blown away. Thank you for uh, thank you very with much. Us. Those, yeah, yeah, Maddie, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we start winding this up? I think we've covered everything. Like it's, I don't think I've ever spoken about my career for that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been fun. It's gone oh, very fast, dude. Hasn't it? Like <laughs> it is twenty past eleven. We started this at nine oh six. Wow. That is, and there's, yeah, that is massive. You can see how they make these three-hour podcasts. Oh, you can. I've yeah. always wondered. I'm like, how on earth do you sit there for that long? But yeah. like, well, we, we could are. go for another, I could go for another oh, hour. Or mate, three. I, I could easily yeah, keep yeah. going. That's yeah. why we probably got to go to lunch after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, Maddie, for people that want to find out more about you, mm -hmm. where can they go? What's, what's the website? What's the socials? Uh, website is mattstewartart.com. Um, so M A T S T E W A R T, and uh, socials are Matt Stewart Creative on both Facebook and Instagram. And we'll uh, we'll slap some links in the show notes here so that people can just click on those and have a look. Um, but Maddie, I've got to thank you for coming and spending this time with me and being like my first official guest. <laughs> you know, we're going to look back on this in two years and go, that was the moment. It was. You the know, moment. That, that was the moment where the show. You know turned a corner because I had my first guest in the studio and because of you going, Oh man, I'll just come into your office. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that I had to go and buy all these things to make it a two person. In and the it's room worked show. perfectly. There you Mate, go. It's worked. Yep. Bumps. Thanks buddy. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I think that's the end of it. We're going to wrap it up here. I'm going to put all the details uh, underneath. So you'll actually be able to yeah, find Matty's stuff, check out some of the videos, see some of the wicked stuff he's done um, because check it out. Like, you know, even if you even even if you don't even know what you like in art, have a look. You'll learn something. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.